Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free, while premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. For only $5 a month, premium members also get access to exclusive shows, drinking shot recipes, and our monthly happy hour on Discord. Like, wow. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the Binge Cast. The Binge Cast. They drink a lot, so let's talk about, about. the Binge Cast. Books and flicks, TV roundup. Well, all got stuck in a minivan. Well, he's rapey. Moreno's drunk and he's Mexican. Where the fuck is Anna? Where the fuck is Anna? Flip flops, what he's wearing. What the fuck he wearing? Yeah, they're drinking a lot. Suckers got all the pot, the bitch cash. The bench cast, 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 the bench cast. The bench cast. They never will spoil the end. The bench cast. Spoiler alert, by the end. And you know the scene they forgot about. Miranda and Law. Rehab's calling now. Ghostbusters. Where the fuck is Emma? Where the fuck is Emma? Bigfoot is what is chasing. His hair is fucking dreaded. Yeah, they're drinking a lot. Supka's got all the pot. The bitch cast. 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 Welcome everybody to the binge cast on bingemedia.net. I'm Alex and Sarah. And I'm here with two of my really great friends, Pete MC and the one and only from Jack Attack Tuesdays. It's Jack Valley, everybody. Yo, yo, yo. It's Jack. What's up? What is going on, sir? It's been a while. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Been a little busy, you know. Doing things, doing lots of other things, keeping up on the uh, the movie challenge, you know, trying to get that in every week and uh, doing my damnedest, and you know, we're we're chugging along. So yeah, be here, yeah. hang out with you guys for for a change. So you're jacking, you're attacking, you're Tuesday in. What, what, what's what's the number? Do you we have a number that we're at? Three sixty five. Yeah. Um, so what's uh, as we're recording this? Let me give you the date so you can get an idea here. What's say the twentieth? Something All like that, day. August 20th, maybe. All day. Recording on a Friday. Uh, let's see here if this file would load up. Uh, I am currently up to September 7th. So, uh, so yeah, 250 movies and seasons of TV shows down so far. 250? So. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. But we're in the home stretch, you know. We're getting to the last quarter of the year here. Uh, I got a few things lined up that I'm definitely doing. I've still got a lot that uh, is undecided, so we'll uh, we'll just keep moving, 
keep going forward. Can't stop now. So, yeah, you know, if uh, Law was at work, like he'd be fading you at this point. Like he'd be absolutely. He'd be double you at this point. <laughs> well, I would. It was guess. one of those things. It, yeah. yeah, but it's one of those things. I would never be able to do this unless you know work from home became a thing. So, uh, just you know, full full uh, full disclosure and honesty here. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff that gets watched. Um, you know, some stuff is, uh, I don't want to say background, but, you know, definitely on while I'm doing some coding or something like that. So, you know, that was the only way this was going to get done. But, uh, but yeah, we're definitely, you know, come this far and definitely do not want to drop this. So we should, uh, we should make it across the finish line. So. Nice. Nice. Look at you. Yeah. Look Good at you. stuff, man. Um, what's going on, Pete? It's been a while. Nothing. Watching it's been a couple some... hours since I talked to you couple hours since we talked about a new sounder we're working on together not out yep. today uh nothing watching didn't watch a lot of tv i didn't watch a hell of a lot of anything this week so um yeah short on my own. yeah yeah um same i had one of those <laughs> I, have... I had one of those uh law on vacation weeks where like i just don't watch shit yeah <laughs> which obviously doesn't make was. any sense but that's law for you I, I... I couldn't squeeze in Monsters at Work 22-minute episode this week, so <laughs> say what you will. I think I was doing dishes or something like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, they got to get done. They got to get done. Yeah. Piled up or Monsters at Work? I'm forget about it. Oh, got to well. do it. That's all right. That's all right. Um, yeah. We did, uh, for the full binge, everybody, if you're not subscribed to the full binge on Patreon, you should do that. It's five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash binge media. Uh, you can get yourself a shot glass or a pint glass. We did get a few patrons, so make sure to get in touch with me at some point to uh, give me your address so I can send you that shit. But um, it's, uh, yeah, Full Binge has been going really well. And for this week, we have oh, yeah. a little commentary that myself, Pete MC, and one James Tiberius Law did on the 2009 feature debut from Neil Blomkamp. District 9. Oh, District 9, everybody. Now, Jack, when was the last time you rewatched that? Is this a uh, – do you watch that every couple of years? Has it been since 2009 since you watched it? What's going on? Yeah, it's, it's been two, since 2009. I think that was one of the movies that pissed you guys off with the blockbuster uh, Jack Falvey game last time you played because uh, I'm not a fan of this movie. So. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, so that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Great. So yeah, I'm not, I mean it's 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 a it, it don't yeah, blah 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 blah. Can't speak. It's an okay movie. I the the third act makes no fucking sense to me in terms of like the kind of movie that the first two acts are. But you know hmm. that's just me. I'm on an island. I'm fine with that. So give it to me. I haven't heard this. Uh, I think that it's an anti-violence, anti-war movie for the first two thirds, and then it becomes Halo the movie in the last third with like mm-hmm. full first-person shooting, and stuff, which is totally fucking cool. Like I like. I like Blomkamp. I've seen some of his shorts. Uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen some of his other work. He's he's a good director. I'm 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 good with the filmmaking, but like tonally, it just didn't work for me. Now I haven't watched it since then, so you know, maybe it's worth a revisit. But yeah, it's just it's never been uh, it's never been anything I've wanted to revisit. So, all right, I guess we okay. uh, everybody else get excited the, for it. Done. Should we delete the commentary? <laughs> yeah, not releasing, right? <laughs> Let's just go back and edit this. Yeah, I, mean, I think if you guys made all your decisions based on like what I would want to listen to, it wouldn't be a good idea. None <laughs> of my commentaries point. would be released. Oh, not true. A hundred percent, not true. 100%. Come on. What's coming down the pike for you, Pete? 
as far as uh, commentaries? Oh, my God. Not a clue. Uh, but, no, since you're asking the boss, let me see what I can conjure up real quick. <laughs> Let's make something up real quick. Start by just shuffling papers. <laughs> I'm, like that, I'm like that fucking gif of the guy sitting at the desk fucking flinging papers right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, I think well, I – um, Pete, no. at some point, you yeah. and I were we, – we've been talking about doing one for months. just hasn't worked out yet, but I don't know if you want to tease that one or not. But What was it? I don't remember uh, School of Rock. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Alex wants to be on that shit, too. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I may be able to reach out to somebody for an intro for that, by the way. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, also, I'm wor- – oh, I got December. Talking December, I also have an intro for – someone already agreed to do an intro for uh, a movie down the road, a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, me, you, and Law. Me, Alex, and Law for that one because that's mm-hmm. a biggie. Uh, I got Ammon on the uh, back burner, and I reached out to uh, a, a Jimmy O, possibly do one. Really? I also have to talk to the bosses, too, to see uh, what we can do, who wants to be on that one, if it's going to be four, is it going to be just you three? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I just reached out to him just to see if he wanted to do it. He says he haven't even discussed uh, specific flicks with him, so. Oh, he's definitely down. He, he fucking loves you, dude. He'll, he'll oh, do he's anything. no doubt. He'll, he'll, he'll do anything. And we've never done a show together, so it'll be kind of fun. But Yeah, uh, that's going to be a ton of fun for you guys. Definitely, uh, reach, awesome. like I said, reach out to Ammon, do some uh, Halloween stuff. Chad is always there. He's my little uh, co-host for horror movies. But I don't have anything specific right now that I am currently working on. I'm, I'm kind of going to be busy the next few weeks, but I'll see if I can bang one out. All right. Sounds good. The one we're doing with Ammon, are we doing the trilogy or are we just doing the first one oh, to yeah. start with? Uh, oh, yeah, that's that's one. That's that's a specific movie. I'll, I'll say what that is. I think we're going to plan on doing uh, Insidious to time it with uh, James Wan's new movie. I think we'll we'll start with one and we'll see we'll see where it goes from there. Fuck yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, those first two movies are fucking so good. Third one yeah, drops yeah. off quite a bit, but I still like it. Maybe I still accept it in the same way I accept Back to the Future Three in the trilogy. Even though I only saw that for the first time in the last five or six years. Not that good. But I still accept it, though. It's acceptable. Yeah, I, I like three. Three is cool. And, f- and four is not four is not bad either. Mm. I just like being in that world, I guess. Nice. Very nice. Good movies. Conjuring, though. Mm. Conjuring, though. I'm out of that world. Enough already. Yeah. yeah that last yeah. one was brutal. Ooh, drop that ball. <laughs> How though? You get fucking Patrick Wilson back. You get Vera Farmiga back. All the main players are back. Everything looks uh-huh. good on paper, and then just shits the bed. So I think I texted this to you, Alex. But I, Pete, I don't know if I sent you this. So a lot of horror movies are like psychological thrillers or whatever. Meg really likes that stuff. So typically, you know, we don't watch everything together. But like, I'll, I'll save those right because mm-hmm. we'll watch them together. So I remember. We watched that, I think it might have been the week after the wedding, now that I think about it. And we sit down, we're having a movie night, we get through the movie, and it gets to the end where, you know, the, the Warrens are like, and this is a spoiler alert for anybody who cares about Conjuring 3, okay? So spoiler alert, forewarn, okay? <laughs> the movie is, is over, and, and, you know, it's like the two of them looking at a gazebo in their backyard, and it fades to black. And then I think the, the credits come up, and they say what happened to the kid in the case, and, you know, he served like five years in prison, right? Mm-hmm. So Meg, Meg turns to me and she goes, "Oh, oh, so so they didn't help him at all." No, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, 
That movie's so forgettable. I don't remember like yeah. one scene from that movie. I hated that whole kid fucking storyline too. Yeah, it's dumb. It's real dumb. I guess a lot of people thought that it was going to be an Amityville movie, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Just didn't I would have hated that though because they opened two with that. We kind right. of saw the whole thing mm-hmm. happen in two. Right. Very. That would have sucked. That would have been really Weird. bad. Total. Yeah, just a misfire. That sucks. It sucks because, like I said, every, I mean, on paper, you know, everybody coming back for the third film. A lot of times you don't get that, but sure, it was all there and shat all over everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, right on her face. Cheese made me do it. <laughs> Fucking risotto, goddamn risotto. All right, uh, yeah, we, we got a couple of moves. We got a couple of teeves. Uh, a handful of voicemails. Uh, what do you okay, say we cry. get to a couple of googs? Start this thing yeah. off with. All right. All right, let's uh, do this uh, TM Googs medley that I have here. Seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. Seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. Bobble Seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. Call us, leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the free binge or the full binge. Seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. Go on and call us. We'll play it on the cast. Suck on my ass. Jesus. Oh, well, if you didn't get the hint, seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. That's the Google Voice number. You can call. Leave us a goog. I can review something, talk some shit, give us a question. Uh, like this person did here. Here we go. 302 number. Hey, fellas, it's Alex. Uh, beginning of the show, you guys were talking about Halloween coming up. Pete's already in the mood. And uh, one of the things you said got me thinking about a, a movie concept I've never heard before. You know, like everything that's ever been thought of has been made into a horror movie. I mean, they made a horror movie about ginger snacks. Like, so that's where I'm thinking. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, you know, giving this a, a minute of thought, if they were to make a movie about pumpkin spice latte, what would that be like? Would it be like the horrors of waiting in line at Starbucks? Would it be about making a, a poison pumpkin spice latte? Mm. Would it just be about the latte attacking people and eating their faces? Jesus. Oh, if you hate it, you don't have to do it. But, I mean, you made a whole movie about dog spiders. Yeah, we did. It was a fucking runaway hit, too. Yeah. God damn it. Plenty of awards. Um, I thought of, uh, like, his his third one. Before he said his third one about just the pumpkin spice jumping out and killing people. Like, I'm mm-hmm. feeling more of, like, the blob slash, like, something happens in this factory, right? Mm-hmm. The death happens or... And someone dies in the vat of <laughs> giant pumpkin spice vat, right? <laughs> Jesus. And then, and then the ghost of, you know, 
you know, what's what's the guy's name at Jip Law's work? Bubba? <laughs> Bubba. Like, Bubba's spirit is now in the pumpkin spice latte drink, like, right? So now anyone who drinks it, like, just curdles up and explodes kind of like uh, the chef in uh, when he gets boiled on in sleepaway camp. Like, shit like that. Hmm. So I it's like kind of like a poison drink, but by a demon or ghoul. Yeah, because Bubba, we know Bubba is a uh, he's a feisty character at Law's work, mm-hmm. right? Talks a lot of shit. Mm. So yeah. then you can have like his spirit goes into the pumpkin latte, and he hates. And then they drink it, like the the people drink it, and they're like, "Hmm, this got a little bite." That's usually what they say before yeah. it just turns them into mush or whatever. It's got yeah. a little bite. It, it, and you know Bubba doesn't drink that, right? It's just, Exactly. He's angry at them. That's why he's got a little bite. It's black with like a thousand sugars in this thermos that he brings to work. And then Law comes in like, got my spice latte, bro. And then the fucking Bubba just punches Law right in the face. Mm-hmm. They have a fight. Law kicks him over the edge right into the vat like the Joker 89. Boom. Dead. Ghoul. In your pumpkin spice. Wow. I feel like a fight between Law and Bubba <laughs> would look like... The two big guys fighting in Deadwood, we're in like season two. Oh my yes. god! The big Dan and the other fucking bear-looking dude. Oh, great Who fight. do you mean, you Big Dan? You know the big guy? If he's big to you, then just get out there and just fucking just attack each other like bears in the street. Nastiest fighting. Um, I I kind of had an idea when he started it out with, and then he yeah. kind of he briefly mentioned, but what you got? Pump. This is. The horror movie, right? Pumpkin Spice Latte, but it's from the Pumpkin Spice Latte's perspective. <laughs> from the killer's perspective. POV and it's real, it's, the whole time? What's that? POV the whole time? Maybe. Maybe. Or at least the story would be from his perspective. Because it'd be something <laughs> like, you know, you don't drink Pumpkin Spice Latte in May, right? So he's basically hibernating until September or however early they put him out. And then when it comes up, then he gets very angry. And, like, just fucks people up. So either way, okay. in, both scenari- in both your scenario and my scenario, pumpkin spice latte, fucking people up. The villain, yeah, right? That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. That's yeah. basically what Alex is presenting. What is your, your uh, Yeah, yeah. What, did, what was your initial thought? Oh, what, me? Yeah. Don't make it fucking Tom <laughs> Brady related. No, I'm not. Oh, right. So, That's right. So, He's a buck. Never mind. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, so my first thought was... The uh, the third Halloween movie, like mm-hmm. I would just go that route where anthology style pumpkins. Well, well, pumpkin spice when it comes out, right, would control people. So, yeah, I think in I'm trying to remember the end of Halloween three, but aren't they like trying to summon some fucking Irish demon or something? Some like Shamrock Company, whatever the fuck, with the masks. Mm-hmm. They're like yeah, they draining got, they, they children the- of their energy, right? Yeah, they play the song on the TV while they're hypnotized yeah. with the masks on, and then they, like, explode, and they, or they yeah. get worms and shit. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe, like, you said it in Salem, Massachusetts. It turns out that some witches put a spell on the place 100 years, 200, 300 years ago, whatever the fuck. The pumpkin spice captures the children for them. It's that kind of thing, you know? Maybe, yeah. maybe you go, like... Uh, I don't know, maybe it gets a little bit of a Wicker Man angle where you can get Nick Cage in there and he's the only one who doesn't like the pumpkin spice. He mm. starts running around a bear suit beating the shit out of people, you know? I Something like that. like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Okay. 
Somewhere, somewhere in that camp, maybe. How about this? A sequel. <laughs> this is a sequel. I'm ready? Here we go. Okay. It's okay. a sequel. Yeah. First movie came out about twenty years ago. I remember that. That was a good one. Spice World Two. <laughs> Pumpkin oh, okay. Spice is the new Spice Girl who comes in. Right? They're like, yeah. oh, fucking Ginger Snap Spice is out. Who are we going to get? So they audition. They get Pumpkin yeah. Spice in. She's fucking moody as fuck. She's mm-hmm. weird. But they're like, yeah. we got we to go on tour. And then one by one, she just fucking kills every single one of them. Mm. I love it. Hmm. Love it. Love it. And you know what? Pete, you, yeah, could, you could have scenes in that movie you could pull from Phantom of the Paradise, right? Yes, yeah. And you could make it into a horror, rock and roll, uh, fucking Halloween movie. Oh, we do like a musical type movie. Why not? Ooh. Right? Why not? Yeah. Pumpkin. Oh, uh, uh, Phantom of the Pumpkin Spice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Phantom of the Paris Spice. I love it. I love it. La- a latte. Oh! <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Jesus, why did that take so long? (laughs) Oh, my God. Unbelievable. All right, that's the end of the bit. Okay, uh, next voicemail is a 320 number. Let's uh, listen. Well, Bingecast, it's your boy, the dude. The dude. All right, I'm calling because for the first time ever, uh, there's a show that you guys and... I do not understand it, okay? White Lotus. You guys type it up every week. Um, I've been watching it, and I just don't get it. To me, this seems like a show that Pete would have tapped the fuck out of a long time ago. Um, Again, adding to the mystery of who is Pete Garrett, MC, 4 on 10. Wow. Uh, I don't get it. I know other people... We've known you for a long time. You didn't tell us your full name. Well, I like to keep it a secret. I didn't. Now the fucking cat is out of the bag. I am also Garrett Collins. The fucking oh, chat geez. is out of the bag. Hey, he's fucking telling all kinds of secrets. This motherfucker. <laughs> Between that, we know he's got at least a guy surgery. We're getting, we're getting down to it right now. Fucking Sasquatch Jack. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's listen to the rest of the voicemail. Let's listen to the rest of the voicemail. We good? Please. Are liking Please. it too. I keep watching it because you guys are watching it. And keep talking about it, and I'm just—I don't. I, yeah, I, I think some of the acting is good. Uh, I think it's really good, um, but I—I I don't know. I think I'd rather just follow uh, the concierge dude the whole time. I think he's the most interesting part of the show. I am a big season fight. Um, I'm a big fan of National Security. Shout out to that movie with Martin Lawrence. Nice. A little like. Early 2000s feels like 90s comedy. I um, still love that movie. Anyways, just explain it to me. I'm not trying to come off as an asshole or what. What is it specifically that you guys love? Like, um, some of the stuff you guys hate. I like those college girls. I think you're supposed to hate them. I think I, I just like looking at the blonde one. I think she's super hot. Um, I think the rich asshole son, the dude from uh, uh, that comedy show. He's phenomenal. I think he's really good at playing this douchebag bro dude. But I don't understand Alexander the Darling on the show. Like, she doesn't like him. It, it seems very clear. She's annoyed with him 99% of the time. So did she just marry him for money? 
what. I, I just, the show to me, it's about a whole lot of nothing. Nothing. It's supposed to be, is it the Seinfeld vibes that you guys like? It just, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to watch it this is before I watch the finale. I'm going to watch it because <laughs> you guys are. I'm trying to find that thing. Maybe I'll be blown away. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an asshole. Suck a Baba Dick. Yeah, probably. The last part. I guess that's it, right? Um, yeah, I don't know, Duke. You know, not everything's for everybody, obviously. You know that. But um, in terms of us saying what we like about the show, I mean, we, we like you said, you, you listen to us every week. I mean, that's it's all there. I don't know if we can elaborate any further. We're going to review the season finale Yeah, coming up in TV Roundup. But, I mean, and I, don't? do you have anything else to say about it, Pete? I mean, I feel like we already say what uh, we just, liked about it. No, not nothing about the show. It's more about his uh, reaction review to us, you know, reviewing it. You know, he's he's still sticking with it because we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's that's the wrong move because now you're just trying to find something to like because you know your friends are watching it and that right. and that's listen. You're I treading water really, there. Like, you're never going to get ahead that way. Yeah, I mean, like, you guys fucking fife over Game of Thrones. Everyone on this network did. And I just couldn't get into it. And I didn't stick through it because everyone else was doing it. Mm -hmm. And that you should – I text – he messaged me. I'm like, dude, just fucking tap out. Like, who cares if you – like, you're just – It's just one show. Yeah, it's just just one show. One show, show, six episodes, no biggie. But it it is appreciated that he trusts – or at least some of us – about um, entertainment to mm-hmm. give it a shot. Obviously, yeah, that's how Jack and I started. You know, listening to you guys, and we trusted your opinion. He's just trying to find that that key. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but he, he made it this far. I mean, we're going to review the finale. I don't. I mean, I would have fucking tapped out of episode five. If you could have made it halfway. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell him. I I, I love the show. I mean, we're going to talk about the finale in a little bit, but I think we said everything we liked about it and the stuff that we do hate about it. Is character driven, and that's on purpose. And pro- yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, and it's most likely on purpose too. So yeah, I hate the guy from up, I'm dying up here because he's doing a phenomenal he's job. So of good, yeah. Asshole. But I and love him. Yeah, and you're right, Duke. Like I, I, we hate the girls because I think we're supposed to hate them. Yeah, you know, we never kind of... said like we hate them. Oh, they're fucking terrible part of the show. No, mm-hmm. they, they, everyone has. Um, a reason to be on this show, and they all have their own little mini storyline, some bigger than others. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we just—I keep saying we—you guys just review stuff, and it's up to the audience whether they want to stick with it or not. I think that's what I'm getting from this, or what I want to uh, convey from this voicemail. It's like you don't have to watch any. Like my dad recommends stuff all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot, and he'll ask me three years later, "Did you ever watch that show?" Like, nah. It wasn't for me. Or, or I didn't even watch it because I know it's not for me. You're like, uh, yeah, Dad, I pulled a U in uh, Transformers. I just fucking pieced out. <laughs> Thanks for leaving me there in the first half. What am I supposed to do now? It's the funniest <laughs> fucking story ever. I'll you be in the lobby. He's like, what are you doing? And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you out here? Why are you out here? What the fuck? It's like a Steve Zahn and his dad kind of bit. Yeah, dad. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I thought we were going scuba. Yeah. Nah, I'm not going. Wait, I, we're going. <laughs> no, we're going. 
Uh, Chad, I'm sorry you didn't like it. Listen, yeah, I, I get, I get your feeling, man. It's a, it's a lonely feeling when you're just like, am I the only one on a fucking island here? You know, Jack, you just mentioned District 9, so you know how it feels. But when everybody is fucking fifing about something and you're just like, I don't see it, it's kind of a lonely feeling. I get it, man. Get it? I've been there plenty of times. Plenty. Yeah. You know, I love I, – I don't like that pumpkin spice latte movie, but it seems like everybody else does. Hey, just That's exactly uh, what Doug used to say. Let's fucking play it out and see how it goes, though. Let's see. Let's see. We got a few fucking hooks in the water, storyline-wise. We're going to catch a big yeah. fish. I heard that sequel's going to get me in. <laughs> Love you, Duke. Love you, Duke. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, somebody call in and says, hello, meet director of Fuck Movie. Oh, boy. Oh, wait. Let's just read this whole thing. Hello, meet director of Fuck Movie, and me hear you talk Fuck Movie on your show. Me thank Bruce for enjoying my Fuck Movie and hope he loves movie, my Fuck Movie. So soon am Fuck Movie to two times fucking loving Fuck Movie. Okay. Thank you, Binge Media, and Fuck Movie forever. (laughs) You know what made me nervous listening to that? (laughs) It's like one of the directors. A screener we reviewed. Oh. oh, you don't like my fucking movie? You fucking ass. You know, like something like that. Yeah. That would be scary. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the amount of times I said fuck movie, like there's going to be like Uwe Boll's going to show up in my house or something. Candyman style. <laughs> Why'd I say fuck movie so many times in a row? It's the fucking honeydew fucking music director. <laughs> <laughs> Or Paul fucking W.S. Anderson's going to show up in my house. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's listen to us. Hello. Me, director of Fuck Movie. And <laughs> me hear you talk Fuck Movie on your show. Me thank Bruce for enjoying my Fuck Movie. <laughs> and hope he love movie, my Fuck Movie. So soon... Uh, fuck movie two, two time fucking loving fuck movie. Okay, thank you, binge media, and fuck movie forever. I gotta say, I think uh, Google translated this perfectly. Fucking ten on ten, <laughs> ten on ten transcription right there. Wow, unbelievable. <sighs> you know. I don't think we need to go further than that. Well, I mean, you thought we only had fuck movie, but we have uh, two times fucking love fuck movie. So you thought we were done. <laughs> Just I when you thought so. it was over. Okay. Well, well, Bruce got a shout out in there. So there you go. I mean, Bruce and fuck movie goes like hand in hand. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like peas and Bruce, carrots. Bruce stars in fuck movie. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. All right, top. Uh, <laughs> here we go. This next one's a three to zero number. What up, Bingecast? It's your boy, the Duke. And hopefully now you're done shitting on me about White Lotus. No, no um, not at all. It's fine. I just, I just don't get it. That was my only thing. But got it. I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet, which I don't normally do. I just want to say that. Free Guy, as of right now, is easily top ten for one of my top ten movies of the year so far. 
probably not saying much because there hasn't been a whole lot, um, but I fucking love this. Um, during the pandemic, I went down, uh, I mean, a teacher teaching from home, yada, yada, yada. I got back into video gaming, specifically Battle Royale type video gaming. And I got to say, this fucking movie nailed, like, modern, free, open world gaming. Like, and I guarantee you a lot of kids shit themselves over this movie. So many gamers, like, any gamer that you saw besides, like, um, the, the one cameo character are, like, actual YouTuber, Twitch streamers and everything. Uh, I bet they lost their shit over it. Uh, the, the cameos, I'm curious if you guys actually caught two of the cameos that were just voices. Um, the, the one hacker that says, hey, go to the stash house, that is a cameo. And then uh, the bank robbery where he um, changes his daily routine is also a cameo. I think that one's a little bit more obvious. The other one, um, if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. Um, just saying uh, he hid his claws for that one uh, to give you a little hint in. I fucking loved it. It's a soft nine, made out solid eight for sure on Ted. Um, I had a good time. The, the love story plot, it works for me. I don't care. Great time. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to go, uh, soft nine on 10. Um, suck about a dick. So, uh, the Duke, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Also the Duke five minute voicemail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knew though. He called himself out. He called himself out. Uh, that, that, uh, transcription ended with the Google transcriptions kind of lost their way in this one. This ended with, I'm going to go south on 10 suck a dick song. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he he messaged me about the uh, voice cameos, but um, Alex, as you know, we had some shitty uh, cam versions, and the audio was not oh, fantastic. Yeah. So even if I heard uh, a voice, it wasn't coming in clear. So I told him I I did not hear the two voice cameos. And also, these cameos, are they using Cameo? Are they paying, like, 20 bucks to fucking get these characters to voice shit through the Cameo app? Fucking could, no, right? no, 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 no. It's what? the, like, uh, like they got, like, a famous person to do, like, a, vo- like a voice. Yeah, yeah, they talk into the phone, and they're like, hey, No, no, birthday. no, not, no, not like, hey, it's Rudy Giuliani, I'm on Cameo now. No, it's not that Cameo. Oh, okay. Well, that's good Come to on. know. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Glad that bit worked. <laughs> All right, here's the oh, Keen called back. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Alex. Hey guys, I was listening to the competition, the tournament uh, today. Okay. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm working through it because a lot of great movies obviously didn't make it to the second round, not because they weren't great movies, it's because you hadn't seen them. Mm. So I went through the ones that I know that I'd seen and enjoyed. And I, I figured, I was like, who would be the best of you to recommend for these movies? So real quick. Did you finish that show yet, Jack? The full binge from last week? Uh, did I finish it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, 
that was a hilarious, uh, <laughs> that's a hilarious listen. There's so many things. It's just like, oh, I wish that got forward. But I mean, yeah, yeah. that's all of them, right? <laughs> all right. So he, every, he's going to go uh... through the films that we hadn't seen to just kind of yeah. talk about them. So they might, uh, they might hit your fancy as well. Let's see. Right. Um, Jim, of all the movies on this list, I actually think you'd like Cinema Paradiso. I think you mm. like movies. And Cinema Paradiso is basically a movie about the love of movies. It is Italian, so you won't be able to watch it at work. But I think you'd enjoy it. And I actually think one of your kids might enjoy it. Um, Alex, I'm giving you Harakiri and Pether Panchali, um, both really good international films. Harakiri feels like that's a movie Tarantino watched. And Pether Panchali is different than anything else I've ever seen. It takes a little bit to get into, and I think you're the most patient of the bunch. So wow, recommending nice. that one to you. And Pete, recommending City Lights and Modern Times. Both of those are Charlie Chaplin movies. They're both 87 oh. minutes, so they're super short. Um, <laughs> I haven't really spent a lot of time in Modern Times, but City Lights I've seen quite a bit. And it's one of the, the best silent films made when actually sound existed. So if you're into, like, good old comedy, I mean, Chaplin doesn't really age. I think both of those would be worth taking time to look at. So uh, obviously not forcing you to watch any of these things, but just looking through this list, this is where I fall. So you guys have a great show, and move on to Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad that, nice. was, a, that was a fucking solid. Yeah, I'm writing it down. I got uh, Harry Carey and Papa Pachalis. <laughs> Papa Is that the number two Harry. or the number three? Pachalis. All right. Done. Um, Does that come with the prize? I hope so. <laughs> well, what else am I going to be watching this fucking shit for? Uh, Jack, did you, did you uh, watch any of these? Yeah, I saw all but uh, Pather, Pather Pinchali, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, Pete, he, I think you would definitely like Modern Times. Um, the uh, There's a ton of Chaplin movies, and there's a bunch of shorts and stuff, because he was, he was making them when they were, like, serialized in front of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, cartoons, like Saturday cartoon shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, Modern Times is pretty approachable, and it has one of his better stunt sequences where, like, he's working in a factory, and he gets caught up in the gears of a machine, yeah, um, we talked about that on the... Uh... Yeah, really, really fucking cool. Um, and then Harry Carey's awesome. That, that's, an, that's an awesome samurai movie. Um, Is that Kurosawa? It's not Kurosawa. I, you know what? It might be his star, though. Saki uh, Kobayashi? Yeah, no, no, it's not him. But no, he, uh, he directed pretty, it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. It's not, it's not Mifune. That was the stars. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. I know that. But, um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's really good. And then, yeah, I mean, the recommendation of Lost Cinema Parody, so it's like a, the, the movie's fucking incredible. It's got an Ennio Morricone score. I think oh. that is the first movie that Meg and I watched, now that I think about it, outside of a theater. The first movie we ever saw was The Strangers in the theater. But then after that, we watched Cinema Parody, so a couple days later. So, I wonder why you guys movie. don't watch movies together, then. Fucking start with <laughs> better fucking, fucking Italians. Yeah. Yeah, well, you better fucking believe it. After after seeing the strangers, they had to lock that shit down. Fuck that movie. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think I, I'm, I'm with Alex. Those are pretty solid recommendations. Nice, Keen. Appreciate it. Yeah, good shit. All right, I, li- I like this uh, this tournament movie homework here. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good stuff. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Curtailed right to our taste. All right, last one. Unknown Gaula. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, it's your guy, the nuke. Um, that's me doing. <laughs> me doing Chad thing. Um, nuke or cute? Probably. Ah, this move. 
Why? Breaking up. Okay. Yep, still playing. The, the, the king of the cinema snack is the popcorn. The popcorn. Um, let's say some weird thing happened tomorrow and we all woke up and forgot this fact. We forgot what, what was socially acceptable, what was what we should be eating at um, the cinema. And you had to pitch the new snack that should be cinema-friendly, that is, is the go-to thing for everyone to sit and eat during the during a film, what food would you choose, or would you not? Would you wipe out snacks at the cinema altogether? Mm. What a great question. Did he say that's a great question? <laughs> Fucking new coming in with the big balls. All right. Paying himself on the back, as it were. Um, yeah, I lean more towards what I, the snacks I would wipe out, and they, they typically wouldn't be snacks. No fucking food in the theater, please. Especially fried food. It just smells so bad. I don't want any food. Like actual meals. No chicken sandwiches, no fucking chicken fingers, no fries. Get your <laughs> snacks and then go fucking get something to eat before or after. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the, no snacks. Yeah, I'm I'm good with no food. I, I never get food at the theater. Mm-mm. It's just not a thing. So no. I think the most I would do is maybe a pretzel, and even that's a snack. But I'm stretching. Yeah. I mean, I see. I would attack this from the perspective of like, what would I get rid of? And it's like, okay, if you got to keep some stuff there, I would just try to focus on foods that aren't cooked. So they like they're they're like a, you know, like a like a popcorn or something. But the containers need revision, okay? Because if you sell me a box of M and M's, what what are we doing? Like I, I'm in a quiet movie theater and you're selling me a box full of like clanking m&ms so the only way to get them out is to pour them and make noise like well, it's like that, that adhesive that or like the, the steam pressure to like seal the bags is so the like fucking, in an yeah. industrious level that people can't right. open them in seconds in a theater it takes two right. three minutes i mean it's not the most economic container okay but at least, let's say in the case of M&M's, the M&M's minis containers, at least that's a tube. You pop the top and pour them in. That's it, you know? Like, just <clears throat> just a little bit of thought on that end. Or, or like, I don't know, Starburst, right? The, the, every Starburst is individually wrapped. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would you sell Starburst in a theater? You're in a dark theater. for Like, what? why? Why are we doing this? You know? Okay, just so you're more... Uh, of the snacks. You're you know? more on the, like, the efficiency side as opposed to like I'm more the, taste on the me not side. being yeah yeah I'm more on the me not being bothered when the other assholes are eating food that's what I would focus on cuz like yeah. you're right fried foods things like that sandwiches anything along those lines but I also would just like just figure out a container that's easy for somebody to consume the food and doesn't make a lot of noise that's that's where I'd go how about this like when you go to like Dylan's candy bar or any other candy store, and you get it by the weight. So that way you're controlling how much you want to get, and also you're not going through the packaging too much, right? Everything is still going to be individually. You got your individually wrapped Tootsie Rolls or whatever. Sure. But it, it would still be in a bigger bag that you just fucking take off the ribbon or whatever. I don't know why it has a ribbon on there, but. <laughs> why don't you want the ribbon? It would be it would be okay to to just quickly open up that bag to get the rest of your shit. 
Maybe. Maybe. Or the machine that you get the candy from mm-hmm. unwraps it on the way out. Like, that would be a solution, too. You know? Like, for, again, for instance, Starburst. Starburst are all individually wrapped. If you're going to a machine, I think I've seen these at theaters, actually, where you, you do exactly what you're talking about. You get the bag, you put as much of whatever you want in it, mm-hmm. but, like, you hit buttons to dispense whatever it is. So if it's, I don't know, Cowtails or Starburst or something like that, I don't know. Maybe the fucking dispenser takes the wrapper off on its way to the, the bag or box mm. or whatever the fuck it is, right? Like, let's focus on making the experience of the theater good again. You know, have ushers do their jobs and have people not interrupting each other on their phones or with their fucking boxes full of candy. That's That would be my focus. A couple of thoughts. There mm-hmm. are... The uh, M&M's and the Starburst in the theaters I go to, they are in bags and they are unwrapped already. Okay. Okay. The food issue of uh, the noise of the food is not my biggest issue when it comes to theaters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have enough problems at my local theaters that when it comes to uh, snacks, you know, it's forgiven. It's everything else. Yeah, but that yeah. that's another podcast. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. There's sometimes someone can't open up a fucking wrapper <laughs> during a big speech at the beginning of a movie. You're like, will you fucking just wait till a car crashes or a loud noise? You're doing it right now during a speech, a monologue, like the Trailers. timing. Do it, people do it ha- during the trailers. Yeah. Absolutely, open everything up. Ugh. I no when I sneak in shit. Uh, I used to open up everything, dump everything in a Ziploc, and bring the Ziplocs, and then I would crack the Ziploc. Mm-hmm. Previews, bags open the whole time. It's fucking my Honeydew soundtrack. Fucking minute one yeah. of the movie starts. <laughs> up already. Shut up in here. The respect is all out the window. Like I said, that's like a fucking Monday morning Moreno. Oh, show. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> what are we going to call that cast? Because we have the poop cast. Uh, bitch cast? Theater, we, did, theater. we did talk about doing a bitch cast. Tom and I. <laughs> well, the, uh, me, me uh, Pete, and Tom, I think at some point, it was like a rant, rant. cast or something. Because we, we send pictures to each other of people parking like shit where they're like <laughs> <laughs> in parking spaces. Line. Yeah, they're over the line. They're, uh, they're coming at it like at a right angle. It's like that's not how that's supposed to go. You're fuck, Now you're taking over three parking spaces. Yeah, I think we came up with the bitch cast or the rant cast or something like that. We can definitely do that. Yeah, we'll do like a theater, theater etiquette so. yep. mm-hmm. cast or some shit like that. Oh, God. <sighs> I mean, there's so cool. many restrictions when you go to a fucking concert and stuff like that. They pat you down. They, you do all these things. But you go to a theater and they're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. have a home? Act like that. Dude, I went to a theater. T- I don't know what. I am the opposite of Pete. In that when I go to a theater, it's typically around the same time. It's either uh, the first showing or, like, early afternoon or some, sometime in the afternoon. I never go at night. That's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Never go yeah. at night. Um, yeah. I, I'm usually the only person in the fucking theater. It's amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. It's fucking great. And then so je- so I, saw, I saw Pete's picture the other day. <laughs> When you went to go see Don't Breathe, and someone literally has their fucking sh- their their bare feet on the the chair rest in front of them, or the headrest yep. in front of them. It's f- yeah, ugh. 
Now, we, people you always say, yeah, Jersey's a fucking butthole. And that picture just fucking says it all right there. I like oh, yeah. Jersey's pretty great. You know, people are cool, whatever. A few times I visited there, it's fucking whatever it is. And then I'm like, oh, now I understand it. That's some fucking <laughs> hillbilly hick shit. What the fuck are you doing? It's not your living room. It's a theater. I looked at Michelle on my left, and then they're obviously behind me. And all of a sudden, I see these fucking bottom of the feet glowing in the theater light. I'm like, what? Um, and then I sit back. I'm like, I have to take a picture of this. I, I have to, even though I have taken pictures of uh, feetsies before in the theater, I got to take this one because I have to just verify and show everyone that this happens all the mm-hmm. time to me. It's no joke. It's <sighs> fucking gross. Oh my you should have pulled a fucking Costanza on him, started yelling at him. Listen, if you're barefoot in a theater and you're putting them on the seat in front of you, listen, you may not even, you don't even know if that person is coming to sit there. Then you have to deal with that. This person is ready to fight at any moment. If I went into the, if I went, yeah, you're totally right. Because if I went in the theater and I was sitting in that seat and I saw, I I would sit somewhere else or I'd go and just be like, I need, I need another seat. Because I'm assuming they're assigned seats, right? Or no? Yep. Yep. I would I would ask for another seat. Give me another seat. Why? Because there's giant fucking feet on my headrest. Yeah. That guy is ready to fight at any moment or deal with any confrontation. He yep. has zero uh, – I don't even know what the, the he word is. He has no is. fear. No, no fear. fear. Well, it's he not does even not fear. It's, 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 it's Consequence. That whole, it's, it's that whole thing of I wish a motherfucker would. He's just waiting yeah. for somebody. Just waiting yeah. for somebody to say something. He's a zero. Uh, God, no, no just stop right there. He's a zero. <laughs> fucking piece of shit human. Piece of yep. fucking shit human. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Told myself all right. I wasn't we don't have to bring that up. Told myself I wasn't going to get upset on the bench cast today. I wasn't going to get upset. Yeah, Why don't you have a nice pumpkin upset. spice latte? It'll really <laughs> fucking hold you over. Try this one, though. Not that one. This one. <laughs> <laughs> Right, this one thanks. with the X on top. Thank you, everybody, for calling in to the Googs. That is 708-406-9546. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know about Fuck Movie. Let us know, let us know about snacks and bare feet in the theater. Give us your stories. want to hear it. Yeah. I want to hear the worst of the worst theater stories. I... I must have told the the one at uh, Doctor Sleep where we were one of like six people in the theater. This was, I think, within close proximity of one of those like mass shootings at a theater or whatever over the past years. And um, this guy, there was an older guy, probably in his fifties, I would say, like mid fifties, and this younger kid who had a backpack, tons of binders and paperwork, and he had gotten a bunch of free posters at the lobby and he had like a fireman's hat on and we caught wind by the, they eventually left the theater about an hour into the movie. Okay. But he kept getting up, checking his phone. Well, (laughs) he kept checking his phone, looking at the location on a map on his phone, which we could see clearly because, you know, we're the only people in the theater. We're behind him. We can see what's on his phone every time he turns it on. But the kid was like, so, sporadic he probably was like 18 19 mm-hmm. he kept getting up laying out all of his papers on the floor his binders his posters trying to like configure them in his backpack correctly um and 
this guy was just sitting there just letting him do it. Didn't say a word to him. Eventually they leave, and then we kind of figured out after the fact that it seemed like maybe something was off with him. Maybe he was a little developmentally disabled or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was fucking horrifying in the theater because he kept going to his phone, looking on a map, screenshotting the map, and then, like, texting it to somebody. So we're oh, sitting there trying to watch creepy. Doctor sleep, and we're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we were pretty close to leaving, and then they did. And we were okay with it. We found out later on, too, that the fireman's hat was like a... It was like a gimmick from some fucking uh, John Cena movie that was out or whatever. That he got <laughs> but it was just like, I don't know, for a while it was kind of like, I don't know if we're going to have to like bolt out of here or yeah. make a run for it or what. You know, it's fucking creepy as hell. But you know, that was one of the, the, the last horrible ones that I can remember. By the way, when people talk about uh, being a fan of John Cena, that's who Pete sees in his head every single time. <laughs> There's somebody with a fucking fireman's hat on. Yeah, but those the John Cena fans have not seen that fireman's movie. I guarantee it. The binges, binge universe people have not seen that fireman's movie. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Call Terrible. in with that review, you bastard. Yeah, let's fucking hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear how great it is. <laughs> so I guess we're not going to do a fucking commentary on the Marine then. Great. All right. Uh... I bought the DVD and then I just threw it out. <laughs> I used to tell the clerk, hey, let me get rid of this for you. And you just fucking throw it out the window. Let me do you a favor. I went to Best Buy. I'm like, do you want me to just throw out all your John Cena films? And I can. Hey, do you got a John Cena section? Great. And you just fucking throw them away. Oh, you mean that bin in the center of the laptops? Yeah, okay, I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> I like that. Because that's the discount bin, right? Damn right it is. I like it. I like it. I see what you did there. <laughs> That's me what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, should we get to some teams? Absolutely. You play a couple, right. I'm going to go grab a beer. Yeah. You got any requests, Jack? Put you on the uh, spot. Hmm. Yeah, let me play Fucking one and not. then uh, just text it. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't want to watch this show if it sucked last night. TV rounds of time. Listen to Jim Love and Alex. Review fucking TV. (laughs) This TV tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Snow. 
Lori Grimes, that bitch is a hoe. Well, I guess I'm Slide is unbelievable. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's awesome. Let's see you play that, fucking Warren. The fuck? Uh, sure. real I, just quick, speak... I just challenged him. God damn oh, it. gosh. Now you're getting, you're getting it. I'm you're getting, getting it now. I am. Uh, I want to give a shout out. Hey, since, since we just did a fucking shout, shout out section. No? Right. I thought it was shout out Palooza. Shout out Roundup. Shout out Roundup? Real yep. quick. Uh, last week, full binge. Mm-hmm. BCCS, Torney. Tom TM fucking nailed. Woo! Yeah. Two amazing intro outro sounders. It was like so cl- I mean, not only was was the rhyming fantastic and the syllables and mm-hmm. everything was fantastic, but how close he was at the end. Like he was ballsy. I oh, put yeah. in movies that no one's ever heard of at the end just to save my ass. He's like Goodfellas. He's fucking <laughs> all these high end flicks. Oh my god! He, that and it was fucking perfect. He fucking nailed it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, good job, Tom. So good job, it's fucking awesome. Uh And yeah, I'm sure he still has that song in his head. It's a curse. It is. <laughs> it is. Jack, do you ever want to do uh, the Torney songs? Hmm. Let's talk about that off air. You could say no on right on air. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, what do we got here? We have the White Lotus season finale. We'll save that to the end. Uh, Pete, you and I didn't watch all that much. We did watch Res Dogs. But, uh, Jack, we haven't heard from you on the big show in a while. Uh, give us an update on what you're watching. Yeah, so uh, a couple of things. I, I'm actually not watching White Lotus yet. Um, I was waiting for it to end. I want to find out if it's worth watching the whole thing, so I guess I'll find that out later this show. But uh, but yeah, so a couple of things. We're just going to kind of close the uh, the loop on these. So one that Pete and I had started, I know Pete tapped out of, was uh, Physical on Apple+. Plus. With, oh, so uh, curious. Yeah, with what was it? Rose, Rose Byrne, right? Rose Byrne. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I think both of us... Pete, I remember we were talking about it and we were saying, you know, the thing that was good about the show is her narration and like the, the sense of humor and the, the writing, the perspective of the writing was, was funny. You know, it was like, it was, it made it interesting. Um, yeah. The show, it's 10 episodes. Um, this is the perfect example to me of just, this is what's wrong with streaming services. You know, Ooh. they have these shows, they have a premise, they promise a lot. They get people hooked to get people subscribed, and then they go nowhere. And that's what this show does, unfortunately. Um, So by the end of this season, uh, here's the thing, right? So, Pete, you said it a bunch of times, and I I agree with you. The show opens with her at, like, a video shoot for these fitness videos, right? Correct. The production. Absolutely. And it flashes back, and all of a sudden you're like, ooh, I want to know how she gets there. 
Well, you know, spoiler alert, you have no, you're not even close by the end of this season, okay? No Number way. One, not even close. <laughs> Number two, they're, they basically use that as a hook to build out these storylines with all the other characters that start to overtake the story that I give a shit about. Like, there's a there's a story here of her kind of, like, hustling to make these videos, and, and you know, she, she, like, gets the right people involved. She has to get a camera. She has to figure out how to shoot. She has yep. to go and, you know, sell these things. She has to find out a little bit about herself, find some inner strength to do these things. Her husband's kind of a piece of shit. The other storylines that happen should be in service of the main one, but they end up just spinning off into nowhere. Like... Ugh. Uh, Alex, it kind of reminded me of some of like this, I want to say like seasons four and five of Boardwalk Empire at times mm-hmm. got so in the weeds with like other storylines yeah. that it kind of lost focus of the Nucky stuff, you know? Um, same thing here, with, but he, like way less interesting, basically. Um, I, you know, I, I actually reviewed this already for uh, one of my Jack Attack Tuesdays. I want to say I gave it a five. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a five. Yeah, it's wow. just not worth anybody's time. Um, I don't care. I'm not going to watch another season of this. I, yeah, I hate this. This to me, this feels like a fucking corporate product. This feels like Apple said, "Okay, uh, get people hooked, get them in the door, and then we'll give you enough money to do a season two. Just like you know, get people interested." And it's like, fuck you. Oh. You know, it's not not good, not good at all. There's zero substance to it, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's not that there's zero substance. It's that the stuff that they were that was working at first didn't go to any interesting places. Like the reason that I I, I rated a five is because I can recognize if you got somebody who had a good way to get you to what you see in the opening of the show, that like her character's good. The fact that she has an eating disorder is kind of like an interesting angle. Um, you know, her dealing with being a a woman in the eighties. There's there's some interesting stuff there, and it's again it's like there's a lot of '80s nostalgia shit out. So you know you see the inside of a of a, of a shopping mall a lot. You, you see like these crazy hairstyles and that sort of cheesy hazy glow cinematography of what it might have looked like in California in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's enough stuff there to make it good. It just has nobody behind it that's making it interesting. And it was just a, I don't know, missed opportunity. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'll officially tap out from further seasons. Nice. But, but yeah, so see, yeah, there you it go. Should have just been okay. Oh, uh, no, I was just say real quick. There you go, Duke. Perfect example yeah. where uh, again, like Pete was into it, and then fucking just tapped out. What sixth episode, fifth episode, something like that? I think it was six. I had three left to go. Just yeah. no longer feeling it. And Law and I were confused. You're like, oh, we're. Just like you made it this fucking far, might as well just finish it. And it's like, nope, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. Yep. yep. And Jack so. just fucking verified that I yeah. didn't need to go mm-hmm. any further. No, yeah, you totally made. See, see, for me, the only reason I continued with this show was because Pete. I got to like three episodes out, and I yeah. said, okay, I can tap out, but I've already invested three and a half hours. You okay. and I both felt the tap out at the same moment. See, I left it on the curb. You kept going. The reason why was because then those hours would have been wasted for my movie challenge. If ah. I wasn't doing that, I absolutely wouldn't have finished this season. I can tell you that much. Mm. So, Alex, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I don't care about the binge cast. It was just, you know, I had better things to do. Yeah, that's all. Those three. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, Jack, if it was focused on a woman who had home issues in the 80s trying to do a home video aerobics, like one of the first ones, that's the interesting show. That's the that's the money right there. Right? Isn't that the that's that's absolutely it. But also the, the the problem and you pointed this out early on. But the problem was that they get way too focused on the political storyline. And then that becomes the focus of everything. Now, for me, at yeah. first, you need that because you have to have the reason for her to, like, break off from her husband and do something on her own. Like, I, I get that. But it, they never tie it back to her in a meaningful way. So it just becomes its own thing that she's involved in. And then the other stuff is, like, it's, like, ancillary to that. And it's just... The show is called Physical. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for something funny yeah. about this thing. Don't fucking dick me around and give me something that's completely different. So yeah, yep. That was yeah. So same, same page for sure by the end of it. So uh, I don't know if Alex will let you spoil it, but like, what was the big cliffhanger? Did you say it was just the intro of one? No, no, no. You don't even get close to that. You don't even get oh close God. to You're still years removed from that. Jesus. I, oh. I, like, literally, the show ends with really? the political storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it's, that it's show. Total, <laughs> yeah. And I like Terrible. Rose Byrne. It sucks that she's got to, like, continue with this because yeah. she could be doing something. She could do it fucking Insidious 5. It's yeah. It's just it's annoying. It, we've talked enough about it. Five on ten. Fuck this show. <laughs> Love, it. Um, Love it. All right. Next up, I am watching Marvel's What If series. Um, yes. So this is an animated show, and the whole concept is, I guess, in the comics they do this once in a while, but they'll just say, "What if something happened differently than what we know?" Right. So we've all seen a lot of these Marvel movies. We know the general story of these characters. You know, first episode is, well, what if instead of Steve Rogers, uh, Sharon Carter ended up being the person who got the super soldier serum? Like, how would that story unfold? Um, So there's two episodes out so far. That's the first one. The second one is, what if T'Challa wasn't Black Panther, but he was actually captured as a kid and he became Um, Star-Lord? So my mileage kind of varies on this. The first episode... I know people love Sharon Carter. I'm okay with the character, but it's, I don't know. It's people, people love her. And I don't get it. Um, I didn't really care that much about the first episode. I thought it was just like, okay, here's the first captain America, but now it's just like gender swapped. Basically couple different things happen. She mm-hmm. becomes like captain Carter's. So, you know, she's from the UK instead of the U S. Um, but there, I didn't find that to be very creative. I, I felt like it was more, they love Haley Atwell, so they're giving her something to voice. That it kind of felt that way to me. Um, the second episode, way more interesting. Um, so T'Challa is Star Lord, but they actually build in. I guess I shouldn't spoil the circumstances of it, but they, they build in like a kind of interesting reason for that, and then the ripple effects of him being Star Lord and uh, like other things having happened differently have some like weird uh like 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 you know quote unquote multiverse stories right um i liked the second episode more than the first but i i don't know i don't know about this show i i don't care a whole lot about 
exploring what if the characters did something different. You know, it just screams of fan fiction to me. This is oh, it sounds real gross. It, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there, there's I know, I'm not the target market for it. this, but it just yeah, yeah it's fucking gross. It, it's the, the the animation is is done well. I mean, obviously, it's got the fucking Disney money behind it. A lot of the voice cast is involved from the MCU movies. Um, you know, I don't. Again, it's like I can't really talk much about the second episode because it's so different than what happens, and mm-hmm. there are like people that you wouldn't expect to be in it and they're kind of nice surprises it is put together well and i i the 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 cast is stacked like the second episode alone if you saw the voice talent behind it you'd just be fucking astounded and i think it might be chadwick boseman's final performance um at least in a voice role but um but yeah so the you know the episode's kind of dedicated to him at the end and all that but um yeah i don't know i'm obviously i'm going to continue with this it's kind of a background watch for me, mm-hmm. um, so I don't I don't have a rating for you because the season's not over. But um, but yeah, you know how many I, episodes they're doing? I think it's eight, eight or nine, something okay. something in there. Um, it's kind of painless. I, I don't know. It's an animated show. It's a half hour. There's some cool visuals. Um, if you love the MCU, you probably should keep up with this. Although I'm not sure that it'll have any lasting impact on any of the storylines going on because it's all like multiverse shit right so it's not mm-hmm. the main storyline they're dealing with um but yeah it's uh it's okay it's okay i think i'm with you alex i'm not really the target market for this either um i'm just kind of keeping up because i'm i'm, I'm a fan of the mcu so um yeah, yep. I, think, I think if this was its own thing i'd probably shit and this also starts to get into the area where i really fucking tap out where this is the reason I never read comic books in the first place because stories just become completely meaningless when you keep revising shit or I don't like like that either, man. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a fine line. I, like I said, first episode was okay. Second episode I liked more. I just don't know what the end result here is other than just kind of, you know, we're, you know, basically like Disney fucking stroking themselves at the moment. So, um, so yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And and just to be clear really quick, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shitting on anybody who likes this kind of stuff. It's it's just it's not for me. It's all fucking it just seems like fan fi- fiction, but at the same time, I'm still the guy who fucking goes on YouTube and listens to hours and hours and hours of people discussing Game of Thrones theories yeah. and like what the next two books are going to look like and what the fucking uh what a, what house blah 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 did 5000 years ago in the history of that house. So I'm yeah. not one to fucking talk. I'm just saying it's just not for me. And it, it's just it, it yeah. seems kind of weird because one, it's it's a property that I'm not gonna ever like really dive deep into. Sure. Um. So it all just seems kind of frivolous because it's yeah. What if? Also, who cares? What if? <laughs> these are just all these people's right. ideas for shit that they threw <laughs> animation against. It's like who cares? Right. And I say that about, like, the again, about the shit that I listen to um, with the Song of Ice and Fire fucking series. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> it's just I'm eating up minutes. That's all I'm doing. But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the stuff that you listen to for, you know, Ice and Fire, mm-hmm. you're dealing with a world that's all one story, though, right? Uh, yeah. Like, are there yeah. offshoots and multiverses or anything like that? There's no multiverse, no. Okay, so that's that's the thing that kind of cheapens this show and and this like 
this is the kind of shit that cheapens the MCU to me. It's like, you know, you have this wealth of characters, right? I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is the best example of this. Nobody gave a fuck who they were. And then James Gunn makes that movie, and they're arguably their most popular characters now, mm-hmm. right? Keep doing that. Like, why mm-hmm. Why are we wasting clock cycles on this shit? I, it just doesn't yeah, I jive totally for me at all. It's, it's like a weird... The production value is great, and it's well-made. It's just the idea behind it bothers me. So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just very middle road on it. Well, if you knew anything about side-scrolling platform games, oh, <laughs> really good point. Maybe you would fucking really. Actually, if you were a Chris fa- Evans fan back in the day, then maybe it would have hit harder for you. Hey, what hey, if you hey, saw hey. this? Hey, take it easy, man. <laughs> what if you saw this in Dolby Atmos? You know, what if? What if you timestamp? Ever suck the almighty cock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> Yeah, you will. And again, just to your point, just to to kind of wrap it up, um, or just to to close that loop. uh, Yeah, there there are no multiverses in Ice and Fire. Um, So Pete, a while ago, they put out, Martin put out a world of Ice and Fire, right? It's, It's basically a history book for the world in which Ice and Fire is set in, right? Okay. So... One of the big – and I, I felt this too. So one of the big backlashes that it got was that there's no definitive answers in it. But he's playing it perfectly because Martin wrote comic books too back in the day. So for like this, you know, yeah. in, in universe, there's the, something called maesters who are um, – they're the wise people. They're basically teachers. They're professors. So they're going to have some – and that's who writes this world book. It's from his perspective. So he's writing this for the future king. And he's saying, yeah. here's the history that we know so far. Mm-hmm. And one of the big backlashes is that it's not definitive, that it creates more questions than answers. But if, they, if Martin put the answers to all the bigger questions in that book and all the other books, what, then what's the point of going back to reread stuff or to even read it to begin with if there's a definitive answer to all of these Storylines, character arcs, um, the world, you know, um, how, like, people immigrate and fucking go from one continent to another and fucking white walkers and shit like that. So if you have an answer, then there's no more mystery. There's there's really no reason to go back to it. So on the one hand, like, I understand, like, the multiverse, you want to – it's popular. You got to keep the cash flow going. I know that's a little cynical, but people still like – these characters so you're going to keep on writing about them even if they're dead uh so i i get that part of it i just prefer the other part of it where there's no definitive answer and it just it it keeps those questions still alive in your head you know just from a fan's perspective yeah for me the the whole i mean this is getting off on a little bit of a tangent but the whole idea of the multiverse bringing it into movies like comic book films nice I feel like that's going to be the thing that kills comic book movies. You know, I feel like like 30 years from now, we'll look back and say, like, oh, remember remember when they really kind of fucked up and they just they started, like, eating their own tail, basically, like, mm-hmm. like, like thematically, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, you had Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which was an awesome one-off movie, but they're trying to make a sequel to that. The new Spider-Man live-action movie is rumored to be multiverse, 
Doctor Strange is called the Multiverse of Madness, and then even DC, the Flash movie, seems like a multiverse thing. So if we're all just making stories that don't matter because they're going to revamp things every five years anyways, then I feel like people are going to lose interest. And or are they just they creating just the, all of those multiverses? Sorry. No, no, no. Um, what if they're just creating all these stories to give themselves an out to continue those properties too? I, I guess there's an element of that. And this is also why I think Batman were the only graphic novels I ever got into um, for, from like a comic, uh, like, like a, like a hero's superheroes perspective, because those mm-hmm. books are self-isolated. They make sense on their own. And Batman to me is always like the, the best mix of like credible, I don't know, not realism, but you can kind of buy that that concept could exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story's always had an arc to them, whether it was, you know, the long Halloween or Hush or the Killing Joke. Like, you didn't need to know that in issue four of the Fantastic Four, they got hit by a meteor that was That's fucking yeah. lobbed by some interplanetary demon or something. Like, they were just these isolated stories. And I feel like if, I don't know, this is a bigger this is a bigger conversation, but if DC wants to do their own thing, right? I feel like that's what they should focus on. Just do the, you know, do Joker, Mm -hmm. do this next Batman movie as its own thing. Do a Superman movie as its own thing. Like just do isolated stories. Don't try to connect everything because it just gets too fucking sticky at some point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, it's, it's all in the, um, all in the effort of fan service, isn't it? I don't want to say fan service. Well, they fucking are scared. They're scared of their fans. Look at the fucking Snyderverse and Snyder Cut and shit. Right. They're scared to make a fucking move without the, you know, Twitter fans attacking them. Yeah. I don't I know, know if Marvel cares so much, but DC does. Oh, at by the way, I, I had, um, this is just a weird fucking tangent as well. well not really a tangent, but um, I got the Venom trailer before oh, Don't okay. Breathe 2. Yeah. And I know, and I don't. I, this is my fucking ignorance. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to that, but I saw an association with Marvel, and not nec- like are they're not all like that, right? All the Marvel films. No. Um, what, like, okay, I guess what I'm asking, like, what makes this one different then for it to be an association with? So this is like dumb business bullshit, but Spider-Man is not owned by Marvel Studios. It's owned by Sony still. Right. Okay. And okay, under gotcha. that umbrella is they own a bunch of the Spider-Man characters. Okay. So like Morbius, right? That, the Jared that Leto movie. Gotcha. Yeah. So Marvel Studios helps them make the Spider-Man movie, but then Sony deals with all the marketing and the advertising and stuff. So that's why I don't, I don't know if you guys would even know this, but like in, in recent years, like, Shit for the Spider-Man movies has been spoiled a couple weeks early because, you know, Sony advertises their toys and in their like makes their trailers and stuff. So mm-hmm. they don't have all the control that they have that Marvel Studios normally has over the shit that they own when it comes to Spider-Man. Um, so it's just business logistical bullshit. But well, yeah. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Uh, a couple more shows. Uh, this one, Star Wars: The Bad Batch, season one, finished up last week. Um, Batch. This is the spinoff from the Clone Wars. Takes place uh, right at the end of Clone Wars. So in the timeline, this is after Episode three, Order sixty six happens. First episode of the Bad Batch, and you kind of continue on from there with this group of rogue 
clones um and this season this season had some good stuff and some bad stuff for me the good stuff was uh i think this proves that dave filoni is really uh He's he's thinking about a lot of different things when it comes to Star Wars. I think he's a very good guy to be at the head of, you know, cre- storytelling or creative writing or whatever it is at at uh, Lucasfilm. Um, obviously, he's done a lot of good with John Favreau on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, similar level of thought was put into this series. I, I really do appreciate that. And I like that. Um, the bad, however, with this bad batch show, is it goes on a little too long. And ultimately, this season ends in a place where I kind of was hoping that what Filoni was doing was he was making his own sort of anthology series with this, where this one was going to be the Bad Batch, and then maybe there would be another season in a year of some other storyline going on. I I kind of thought that's what this was leading to, but it turns out he's building this just as its own show about these rogue clones. Um, I'm not sure how much more story there is to do that. I was going to say, with. it seems a little bit risky. It, it's it's good because he he once again found, same as The Mandalorian for me, he found a pocket of Star Wars history where there like no stories have been told. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. So th- despite the fact that this is technically a prequel to some of the movies and a sequel to others, it doesn't have anything to do with any of the other stuff we know from the movies, so it feels fresh. Um mm-hmm. It definitely doesn't feel redundant. It doesn't feel like shit you've seen before. Um, there were some tie-ins to characters we've seen in The Mandalorian, so it, it seems like there's uh, maybe a, a bit of a, like a master plan for, for kind of building to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, I generally like the show. I, I thought it was worth my time. I thought it ran a little long. Um, I probably will show up for season two, just because the production value on the show is very high. Um, Clone Wars kind of got better as it went, and Season 7 was was really phenomenal. Um, this kind of picks up right where Season 7 left off in terms of style, um, so that's really nice. And It's, it's another re- like really high-quality Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some elements of it that feel a little redundant. You know, there's a, there's a child character that's in this that's one of the main characters, and she's a little grating, but you can kind of see where if they do interesting things with that character... The same way they did with Ahsoka, it could be something really cool later on, you know. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I, I I think for the Bad Batch, I'm I think I'm at a six on ten for this season, but it's it's kind of a strong six. It's like just on the cusp of of being re- really good for me. Um, so yeah. So yeah. Nice. Uh, and then the last thing, I'm just gonna tease this because. This was something that I was trying to get done for Jack Attack Tuesday for a while, and I finally got far ahead enough where I can knock out all six seasons of this show. Uh-oh. But I watched the entire run of Shit's Creek. Oh, in, damn. Uh, nice. In a couple of weeks. So, um, so, yeah, won't say too much about it here. Um, I'm that just going to tease that. Uh, does not up? seem like a couple viewing experience. Oh no! This one, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was going way too fast to, to okay. make that happen. But, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so just uh, you know, if you want to hear my full thoughts on Shit's Creek, go and subscribe on Patreon. Jack Attack Tuesday coming up. You'll, uh, you'll get the full thoughts there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if I could, uh, if I could give you a teaser, I'd say 
Uh, I think it was worth my time. I'll say that much. So. All right. So there you go. That's all uh, I got for Jack, TV this week. Uh, yes. Did you start or plan on starting Kevin Can Fuck Himself? No, but I will say this. After watching Shit's Creek, I'm much more interested in that show now. So Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think you like it, man. Yeah, I you're honestly when you were talking about it, I was very interested. I just I haven't uh, I haven't scheduled the time for it yet. We'll say, but it's it's on my short list. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So what you guys got? Fucking right. Um, got well, nothing. No, I'm kidding. I got a couple of things. Um, yeah, the only one that I caught other than uh, the season finale of White Lotus was uh, Reservation Dogs, episode mm. three, entitled "Be Brownie." I think I think it's called. Um, not sure. Not sure. I think that's what it's called because that's what the uncle's name is. Um, so kind of a Uncle Brownie. Uncle Brownie. Yeah. yeah so kind of a. Uh, I don't want to say slower episode because the first two episodes, you know, we're getting to know these kids. They're this kind is of a departure uh, from the original storyline. Little bit tied into. How they set it all up. So basically, they all seek mm-hmm. out. Um, I forget the main, the main girl's name. Um, her uncle, to because yeah. she because he's like this badass uh, street legend. Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this fucking bar barroom brawler um, knocked out like ten people in one night, and then it's like twenty people in one night, and then it's like thirty people in one night. It just keeps on growing. <laughs> so you're just kind of hanging out with these kids in a car as they travel to to go meet him. And then they meet him, figure out like, you know, he's not uh not not at all what they expected him to be. Um yeah. did you recognize him, Pete? The uncle? Oh yeah. yeah Resident yeah, yeah. Alien. Yeah, Resident Alien. Uh <laughs> this is awesome. Uh and he's fucking he's he, I, I like him in this a lot more. He's just Dude. he's just goofy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> this is a fucking great episode. This is the best episode so far. So this I, is the funniest one. Uh, yeah, he reminds me a lot of, um, one of my uncles who's no longer with us, but he, he my uncle's, he was just a big, like, jovial dude who oh, just liked God. to mix it up, but, like, wasn't violent. He was just a big, like, teddy bear. He's just a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really reminded me of my uncle, which was fucking oh, awesome. Great. But, um, I, I like this kid bear, man. I, I, I like all three of them. The, the, the three main kids, I, I really like them. I, I was kind of missing the fat kid, to be honest. He's uh he's kind of like yeah. the funnier one out of the group, like uh, the goofy funny one. Yeah, like they, they, the... they each could all be funny, but they they're not meaning to be funny. The one girl is hysterical. The the long haired one, the she's tomboy, the best. Yeah, she's the best. She's character. awesome. That's what she I'm saying. Like she's not like purpose. She's not like jokey funny. It's just like her attitude is fucking great, and her timing and her <laughs> pauses is yeah. fucking brilliant. She's fucking great. And she has no chill either. No, she don't give a fuck. No, well, like once once they meet fucking Brownie, she's just like, oh, some old dude, let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. She's just that spitting at shit. each other competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, you almost got me with that. <laughs> yeah, man, I I uh, I really like this sh- this episode though. It was a little, little bit more tame. Yeah, a little bit, uh, you know, low. N- Low energy, but in a good way. Um, I just, I don't know where it's going to go, but 
I, I really like the ride so far. Yeah, I like it. I know, like, the main story that I got from the first two episodes was that this other gang was trying to, you know, kick out this other gang. Mm-hmm. Right? Pretty much, That's yeah. Pr- Right, that's like the whole thing. Yeah, the, just like that, stupid that white street turf shit. White yeah. crew trying mm-hmm. to get rid of these uh, these kids, which I guess is just kind of like a, a present day version of, I guess, the original story, in a way. Wait, what are you talking just about? Like a turf thing. You know how we we took we took the land away. Oh, okay. It's just like. Right? <laughs> What did you say? Isn't that what's <laughs> happening here? It's like a, a mini version Like a of microcosm it. of it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just like a mini That's example like, of it. But present day. Yeah, version. and they actually talk about it in this episode too. Right? That's like mm-hmm. what this show is. Well, it's yeah. Just it, like, it kind of starts off that way with the old couple. We didn't even mention that. Yeah. Uh, and I just don't car. know like what the – is there a threat anymore? Are we just like hanging out with these kids? Is it like is it like a hangout – like you guys call things hangout movies. Is this just like a hangout show? Is there a deeper meaning here? Because we don't even see the guy, the flashback or the knocked out guy mm-hmm. in this. This is yeah. more of just like a side character story that is supposed to show them how to fight and defend themselves. But there's really none of that kind of here. He does He does have some wisdom at some point and mm-hmm. starts – but it's a couple of lines of dialogue here and there. But it, it, down the road, it may come into play because he is so wise. Um, <laughs> but I, I love the generational thing too because they're like, you know, uh, like teenage native kids. So they, they, they're, they're elders or whatever I'm sure were mm-hmm. more, um, you know, like don't do this because I, that's bad mojo or whatever. Do this. Mm-hmm. This is like for good spirits and stuff like that. All that um, yeah. kind of woo-woo, uh, heady stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like kids, though, you know. So that they're like looking for that, and then Brownie for a lot of the stuff is just like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a regular dude. They're what, like curses. Yeah, I'll <laughs> fucking curse that bag. <laughs> yeah, one of the characters Jack has a uh, has a bag of hair from the the other gang members uh, that they're beefing with because uh, I think one of their relatives cuts the hair of that kid. So they okay. have like a Ziploc bag of hair, and they're like, "Hey, can you put a curse on them?" And he's like, "I'll put a curse on them, sure." And it's just like <laughs> what? <laughs> but then at the end, he passes it off to someone that yeah, maybe can do it. So yeah, yeah, I know. It's like really... <laughs> it, it's so weird. I mean, I was asking myself those same questions at the end of this episode. Like, what kind of fucking show is this? Because we talked about last week how the benefit of the hour long shows, right? Are you can you can take a little bit of time to set things up to explain characters' yeah. backgrounds and motivations and things like that. But with these half hour shows, especially a show like this, that you're not really sure what vibe to get or what vibe to go with. You know, like is this a seri- is this a drama? You know, it's yeah. kind of funny, but is it a comedy? Because if it is a comedy, then it's not that funny. You know what I mean? And I think it's just a mixture. I think it's a mixed bag of all that. Yeah, it's a, definitely a dramedy. It's definitely – it gives you the feels with some stuff and it makes you feel bad with, mm-hmm. I, you know, the stuff that, uh, you know, their ancestors went through and you're just kind of like, I, um, you know, like I said, th- that old couple. The, that conversation just felt like the Taika Stormtrooper conversation in yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. so fucking funny but on the nose. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant, man. 
I don't uh, know why, but, but it, calling people shit asses in this episode was <laughs> high on the li- I don't know why. Like, everyone's just calling each other shit ass. And it started with that old couple, which fucking just sold me right away. And I love that cut they did with the uh, the roadkill. It's just like a quick Oh, dude, yeah. Cut. That mm-hmm. was so I was like confused for like a couple seconds, mm-hmm. but I appreciated the confusion. I'm like, oh, 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 okay, I get it now. One of my uh, favorite parts dude. is uh, when they they finally make it to like the bar. Oh, the bar's the best. And they walk in, and everyone's just, like, they watch this fucking this big ass native come in, brownie, and they're just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Everyone's bad at him and shit, and he's just like, "Oh, slow down." <laughs> and he's like, um. She's the bartender's like, no, you fucking knocked out 30 people. And he's like, oh, right. It was 30. Uh, I did a line of meth that night. He's like, I thought it was cocaine, but it was meth. And he t- points to the one guy who's like talking shit to him. He's like, you're the one. It was your meth. It's your fault that we fucking ended up in that situation to begin with. Yeah. He's like, you fucking knocked me out. Remember? He's like, yeah, well, I got that meth from you. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was brilliant. That that was a episode three was great. It didn't drive the initial story of Ep one and two, Mm-mm. but it was still a great episode with these characters. I think four is gonna have to come back to I think you're right. Whatever they wanted to start with. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I guess four is gonna really it should come back and uh to the storyline they wanna drive for the rest of the season. I live off the land. And Sonics. (laughs) And Sonics. She's so fucking funny. She don't give a fuck. She doesn't give a fuck, dude. Oh, she'll call you the fuck out. She's my my favorite character of 20. What year are we in? I don't even know. Something. I don't know. This year. She's my favorite character of this year. This year. year. Right now. Remember? (laughs) Of all time right now. Oh, that's old school right there. Yeah, I'll never get over that. No, I know. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm really digging the, the series so far, so I'm in. But I think you're right. Did I you... think next episode is probably going to be more of the gang shit or a little bit more fighty-fighty or something because uh, this yeah. was kind of a, a, a more deliberate-paced episode than anything else. Now, Jack, you're a Taika guy. Is this on your radar at all? Definitely. Yeah, it's okay. definitely on my radar. Just haven't gotten to it yet, but uh but yeah, I mean I'm uh actually Taika is one of the guys whose filmography I kinda wanna clean up before this year's over because he's got a few movies that he's directed that I haven't seen, so I, I gotta get those oh, done. Shit. Nice. Nice. I think what was is it Sun? Is that the name of one of them? Sun? Boy. Boy. That's the one I have yeah. not seen. I gotta see I haven't Boy. seen Boy and I haven't seen Eagle versus Shark. Uh, oh yeah, I haven't seen that awesome. one either. Look at that. Yeah. Is that an Should asylum Eagles. movie? So I'll fucking I'll watch the shit out of that. Mega Eagle and uh, Shark. <laughs> it could it could just be Shark versus Eagle. Yeah, with a yeah. fucking production budget of uh, ten thousand dollars, and I'll still watch it just to see what happens. It's a fucking fight for the ages. I'm in. Res dogs, good shit, good shit. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then uh, to wrap up this TV roundup, we have the season finale of White Lotus. Six episodes. It all came together. The end of this um, first season. Mm-hmm. Who done it is now been did. We know who did it. Does it's does it's done does did it. He does it, and now we did it. Does it from. Uh... Is that Dreamcatcher? 
Oh, speaking of commentaries, <laughs> we got to fucking do that one. Oh, my God. Dreamcatcher? That would be the most fun. That it's... Wait, are we talking about Stephen King's Dreamcatcher dream or the fucking screener Dreamcatcher? Well, we're talking about Stephen the one with Duddits. Duddits. Boy. Stephen Stephen King. Stephen King. Stephen King. Stephen. SK. Target. Anyway. Um, yeah. How do Finale. we feel about them? Let's, let's get it out of the way. How do we feel about who dunned it? Well, listen. We can't spoil... No, we won't spoil. We won't spoil. But how do we feel about it? I just want to find out whether or not I should spend six hours on watching this. So. Jack, you're going to fucking love this show. Okay. okay. I don't know if That's he is. I, I don't oh, he's know if he love is. It. He's going to love it. I think so, too. But I don't know if he is. Jack, uh, you're a Seinfeld guy? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a show about nothing, apparently. <laughs> I know. That's what I was trying to base it on. <laughs> It's six I had to start hours. there. I had to start with that low bar. I know, and then I fucking rushed into it. God damn it. Um, That's right. Yeah, I mean, you're going to want to eat up six hours for a fucking – for Jack Attack Tuesday. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. It's on six the list. It's, it's worth your time. It's definitely worth your time, I think. Uh, even if you don't love it, it's still worth your time. Um, yeah, so as far as who who done it, not what I expected – but made sense. See, you're going into the spoiler territory. If anyone remembers what you said. Yes. Right. <laughs> but it's not a spoiler, though. All right. No, I thought you said I'm all right, Spider. I thought you said you were all right, Spider. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what I said. No, I, I think we talked about who bites it. Not who did oh, it. sorry, sorry. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Who 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 gets killed? Not who did. Yeah, the, the duns it was uh, did not did the, not even think about. It. I wasn't even thinking about that ever, honestly. I, so that I was I didn't either. I, I think we were just asking the wrong question the entire time of like who gets killed. It's like well, who yeah, kills? Who bites it, not, yeah, yeah. Who, who kills? Who, who's the but one? You know who's what? The you you know why? Because every I don't know if this is spoiling it, but um. The way the characters are written, it almost feels like anyone could just fucking take their own life at any time in this show. That's true. And I think that's why we were just focusing on who's going to die. That's a spoiler. Now we're spoiling it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So Great show. Great show. Great show. Um, Don't listen to the last 15 seconds. Does that work? Or is that too the- late? Of the show or our show? Of this show. Of this show? The show we're doing right now, this show, now 20 seconds. This now, show right I was going to say, it's like 15 seconds. Now it's 20 seconds. Okay, good. All right. So, <laughs> this is the stupidest conversation of all time. Okay. Um, Baseballs. Season finale. Great. Great season finale. Actually, the show ended. Fade to black. I go, great show. My wife goes, mm-hmm. fuck that show. And then gave me an ear beating for like fucking twenty minutes. Why she didn't? She liked the show. She didn't like how some of the characters ended. How how where they ended up at the end of the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then talking with her about it, I'm like, you know what? You're kind of right. 
Mm. Everybody's a fucking piece of shit. This is a white privilege show, by the way. Oh my god! And that and, and if this <laughs> it's is a Mike White privilege show, right? Hey, if, if this is Mike oh. White's, if this is Mike White's Mike White privilege show, then I guess is this what he's? I, I guess what I'm saying is this what he's saying about white privilege and um, like that California Southern SoCal Orange County Orange County kind of ritzy life right they don't give a yeah. shit about anything but like status and and themselves and, themselves. and they, don't, yeah. they don't even give a shit about the, each other like their own family they don't really fucking care everyone no. every family member is just annoyed by their other family members in the show like yep. they just want to be done with them yep. um nobody changes everybody's the same there there's you think you're gonna get a character arc and he pulls out the rug, and well, one character. I had to, I had to think about it for a couple of days because I'm like, all right, I really Mike White's a fucking he's a great writer. Like this guy has done some great stuff, and I don't think he just shits the bed in this show. So if his whole point is like, yeah, these are these people, everybody, America. This, That's these exactly what I think. It super is. ritzy people. Who like are vapid and vacant and other V words that I can't even pronounce. Get away with that, murder. That yeah, they can just get away with murder. That, that if that that's these people. Here you go. Yes, yeah, there is no character arc other than they keep on being shitty people. They just continue to do that. Then yep. I say, Bravo, Mike White. Bravo. Well, that's like the that's like curb as well. It's the other side of it. From the comedic side. The comedic side. Yeah, 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 like, gotcha. It's like a curb, but it's this is a drama. Like, they could play the fucking... Dun, 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 like, in every <laughs> yeah, scene yeah, yeah, in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right. That that could... Actually, it would have landed better for me. And it wouldn't have it... It wouldn't have me go into an existential fucking moment for two days. Uh if they, they, he would, if they would have just played that, they would have just dropped that stinger. I would have been like, okay, now I, I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but I, there, there is one character that I love that had an arc. It's a small arc, but it made me raise my two arms up into the sky at the end, and mm. I just adored this move that this okay. character took. I just love that. Whether. Whether he goes or she goes on to uh, down this path, I just love the fact that he or she uh, decided to, to do that. And I fucking loved it so much. Okay, I just texted you because I want to make sure it's yes. the same person. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Okay. I just like uh, fucking adored this move. I, I love it too. It makes no fucking sense though. It makes well, sense from his side, like his side. I, I, I'm, I'm with, I, I, I support that kid. Yeah. Uh, person. Whatever. Just there's a bunch of shitty people that you're surrounded by. Get the fuck away from them. Mm-hmm. However, he's not. There's no. Not going. There, there's no way. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I love that shot. I love the way it played out, and I'm fucking supportive of it. 
It, but the only way the only way it, it works like, is it just like these people are that is it it can't be bad writing or are they just like all right that person's gone sounds good well no i think it's going to change it's going to change that character it's going to change his life whether that character does what that character wants to do yeah. or not he, this person is still going to make moves down the road to make better of himself, herself. But all they had to do was show a shot in the plane of. I think that's what. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's what I needed. Yeah. In an empty seat, and the door's about to close, and you see a smirk from a character saying, Or they just go, I'll hmm. allow it. Yeah, yeah. They just shrug their like, shoulders and go, Hmm, okay. Yeah, like like smile and be like, okay. I think that's yeah, what I, I needed, I'll, Pete. To be maybe honest, you needed a little closure. I, I, from I needed that another yeah. character. Okay, I, I I definitely needed that for that uh, particular character arc because. But you know what? Those without it makes no fucking sense. Not to spoil anything, but I'm going to spoil anything. Those parents are like the fucking Home Alone parents. They would not even realize it until they were up in the air anyway. No, the fucking uh, Steve Zahn so, putting the fucking silverware in his <laughs> wife's purse. So these are the real. These been, are real. Put the kid would have been fine, and he'd be on that fucking <laughs> boat. Let's be honest; those parents wouldn't even know what the fuck's going on. Um, me, you, and Law did a uh, pre binge cast before recording the District Nine commentary, which yeah, full bingers are going to hear in uh, probably another half hour or so. Yeah. Um, but Jess and uh, Liz had the same reaction and also uh, about the same character mm-hmm. and what they do and how they end up. And that was like the that that was the catalyst for fuck this show. Now, she wound up like she likes the show. It's just that one character in particular was just like, oh no, no, don't do that. And I, I and I, I think that's everybody, right? You know, you don't want that character to do what they ultimately do. Totally, uh, and it's it's we. I felt weird about it. I'm like, wait, what? What's happening here? Mm-hmm. God damn it! God damn it! Because there's a there's a missing scene. There's like a scene missing between the big scene and then that scene where you're like, wait a minute. Is there any dialogue between those two characters? Not that I'm, I, I know I didn't miss anything, but it just, it just felt like, um, wait, what? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Type thing? Yeah, I I, and I like really cynical endings for shows mm-hmm. um, and movies. This, this, this just wasn't my brand of cynical, but like I understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it didn't hit as hard because – it didn't end the way I wanted it to, um, which is most TV movies. But this one in particular was just like, "Come on, Mike White, what the fuck?" Um, there, there's no consequences, man. There's just there's no consequences in life. <laughs> if you're certain people, there's no fucking consequences, and that's that really gets that's me upset. That's the guy putting his feet up in the movie theater. That's him. That's what <laughs> that's what really gets me upset. That's no consequence. Fucking, yeah. And see, if that happened in my theater, I'd have to say something because I'm an idiot. And, like, I wouldn't ever, like, take it aggressively. 
I'd just be like, dude, what the f- – this is probably aggressive just talking like this. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> you just did. Look how you just started. <laughs> yeah, but, I would, but I, I'd just be like, dude, what the fuck? Really? Come on. And then then he fights. Then there's a fight in the theater, and then you're on social media in a, on a fucking phone cam. Fight broke out at AMC. Probably. Probably, mm-hmm. but I just can't keep my mouth shut about that kind of stuff, man. I'm fucking driving. The I see. I keep my mouth shut because I'll be dead with I a punch. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll get a punch and I'll, I'll die. I'll just die. And then I, then I don't see Don't Breathe 2 and review it. <laughs> what did you watch this week? Yep. Snowball effect. Ew. Gross. Um, <laughs> give me a uh, <laughs> give me a, a rating on this. Uh, this is a fucking here. giant 9 on 10. Really? Wow! I fucking love the shit out of this show. I, I I could not wait for it to start. Chad D, you're fucking throwing your phone out the car window. I don't care. <laughs> this was a great time, man. This was a great time for this to come out because there's not a lot of shit that's happening right now as far as like drama TV, especially in my, in my life or in front of my eyes. But I fucking I couldn't wait for this to come out. I'd watch this live if that was still a thing. Jack, I know. I, I know um, wow, that that would be amazing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I want to watch this. I want to watch this live again. What? How do you do TV commentaries for these for these uh, episodes? Oh yeah, we totally should. Cool. Um, yeah, Jack, uh, I'm sure you've heard over the last couple of binge casts us talking about this and whatnot. Yeah. I'm sure this the, yeah, it's kind of a background show in terms of. I mean. Definitely a couple show, right? You and Meg can sure. watch it, and I think you guys would both get a lot out of it. But even if you watched it on your own, uh, a little bit of a background show, a lot of uh, ukulele, Hawaiian, you know, Pacific Islander kind of uh, music. Yeah. Um, set with these really, like, <laughs> slow motion shots of the ocean and... These really wide, like, landscape shots. It's just fucking gorgeous to look at, man. Like, it, it puts you into – or it puts you in that resort, you know? It puts you in the water as they're scuba diving. It puts you on the beach as, like, you're having dinner or something like that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's really immersive that way, man. So, like, even if it is a, a, a background show for you and you just, like, hear music, not a lot of dialogue, just fucking take a second and just check it out because it's – I don't know. It's really – um yeah, hypnotizing is probably too strong of a word, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it really gets you engaged yeah, like in like the visual yeah. in, in the visual aspect of it. So, yeah, yeah I yeah. really dug that. Uh, cool. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight on ten. Yeah, um, you're not that far behind. No, not at all. Not at all. Perfect. Um, I just I I I'd love to have a fucking conversation with Mike White. I think that's when maybe it'll be a nine. Maybe it'll be a seven. His conversation but. was white privilege. That's all you need to know. Dude, I think the – Liz said this earlier today too because we were talking about it. Yeah. She goes, you know what the worst part about that show was is the behind-the-scenes, whatever, like the after after Lotus, whatever they call it, um, where they're just like doing uh, cast interviews and uh, uh-huh. talking head type of shit with the cast and, and Mike White and whatnot. Yeah. And she's like, that made it worse. Because, like, they talked about character arcs, and none of them had a character arc. And Mike White was talking about character arcs for certain people and story arcs. 
And she goes, and there was none of that. Hmm. So she wasn't fucking, uh, she wasn't buying into it. But, again, like we said, it's Mike White. He knows these people. They're his people. And he doesn't like yeah. those people. It, se- it seems like, it seems like, or at least has some conflicted uh, feelings about it. It's shining not- a light on it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, maybe she just didn't pick that up in the way we did because we're fucking Mike White fights, apparently. Ah, I like to have a good time, man. It was fucking so entertaining. I was laughing. <laughs> My balls off. This yeah. Show. It's it such Jennifer a fucking Coolidge to Armand. I mean, everyone was hysterical in a awkward kind of way, like a like mm-hmm. a curb, but yep. more a little bit more dramatic. Oh yeah, that um, last episode was super fucking awkward because they're fucking Armand <laughs> and their fucking party scenes were the fucking his most hysterical thing I've ever seen. Nah, it was so fucking funny. It's the fucking best. <laughs> it starts with like one guy and him, then it's two guys, then there's three in the back. <laughs> What is happening? How many guys are just fucking partying? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I loved it. I loved it so much. It's awesome. It was a fucking rager. It, was a fucking, it turned into a balooza at the end there. Um, no, it didn't. Nope. You're right. No, it didn't. <laughs> oh, you guys don't eat ass? Nobody's ass is getting eaten out, as far as I know. As far as I know. I look back. That's pretty close. Look, you looked at, yeah, you did. Baby looked back. That's true. That's true. How? I, but, you know, we had our parties. But then also the listeners had their own fucking Airbnbs. And who knows what went on there? They were doing fucking screener paloozas. They were watching fucking. They were playing poker. Uh, yeah, they were. Booper's uh, screener. We didn't get that. I miss Booper. If anybody we didn't has, get that uh, screener. Yeah, if anybody has seen Booper or come across him, I know he's not active on social media. Let him. Let him know the binge cast says hi. God I think there was like a po- poker night too. We didn't get invited to poker night. Nope. Nope. Also, I remember <laughs> I seeing the picture. Here, I- I'm going to call out binge casters right now or bingers. Do it. I got another one. Um, all you guys playing poker on the poker night, you're indoors. Take off your fucking sunglasses. You're not on TV. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Take off your sunglasses. Then I think right, Chad had a, a chef chef night. They were doing uh, they did a, like a chef watch. Why does that sound familiar? Because when we when we did the chef commentary, he said we watch chef. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. I think he was with Lance. I think uh, that's when they had the fucking Airbnb with Lance, right? Oh. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. What'd you watch this week? Eight on ten. Nine on ten from Pete. What did we watch right. this week? Let's find out. Let's uh, see. But first, uh, yeah. pee break? Sure. Do you reckon you'd be interested? Is it time to take a piss or what? Somehow last week, didn't do a piss break, Connor. Well, it's because Law pissed himself and Garrett barked all over the place. <laughs> what the fuck, man? This is weird. Could be surprised, Poop. If it's not a sit down piss, we'll have to do Canadian club rules. Not when you have to go number two. Lost PM. I'm 
I'm kidding. That would blow. <laughs> this thing was ungoddamn believable. Oh, I love that one so much. Because you hear this in background. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Oh, God. Is it coding? What the fuck? That fucking guy. Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, by request. Oops. By request. Don't come in. I don't run and hide. What did you watch this week? What did you watch this week? What did you watch this week? The fuck did you watch this week? Watcha, watcha watch, watcha watch this week. Yeah. <laughs> you come and go. Watcha, watcha, watcha watch, what did you watch this week? You drunk asshole. You drunk asshole. Baba would be shitty if he catches a dick on screen. A dick on screen. A dick on screen. Don't you watch this week? I watch some films. How about you? No time for. Yeah. Don't come in. 
Oh my god, we already heard this yeah. one. This is an old medley. This week. Uh, I can't do anything about it. Oh my what god. This is embarrassing. Oh, Jesus. Shut up. Hey, girl. Oh my god. did you watch this week? I love that story. I'm confused because I never went to school. <laughs> what did you watch? Oh boy. Oh no, Jack. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Did you give it a go? Did it totally blow? Like some skank ass hoe. Somewhere I gotta go. What you watch this week? Yummy. What you watch this week? Yummy. What the fuck you watch this week? Yummy. This uh, fucking week. Suck my bum. It's not a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's I, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know if you saw Pete, but. Uh, What's up? What's up? Mr. Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. Some uh, accusations against him. Some allegations. Well, stop being an asshole. Then mm-hmm. there won't be any. First of all, yeah. <laughs> no, as weird as uh, that's about it has to be months ago, Jack. Maybe, maybe, I, uh, two, maybe two, half ago? a year ago. Maybe I, I, you I think want, that long? Must be early, early in the year, maybe. Okay. Um, I said because I know Jack's a huge uh, Bob Dylan fan, so I sent him an article. Yeah, uh, that said that uh, Bob Dylan sold his entire catalog. Oh, jeez, I have to look this up now. I want to say well, the weird thing was it was like it was almost Paul, it was like half a billion, wasn't it? it well, it, it was less than what Paul Simon was getting, and that was why I was the two of us were just like, "What the fuck? Like, why? Why is he selling this so low?" Um, I, I, God, what was the? I feel like it was around three hundred million, maybe. And then Paul Simon's catalog was like eight or nine. Uh, maybe That's... I'm remembering this wrong, but in any case, we were having the conversation. Like, I wonder why Bob Dylan sold his catalog for so much less than fucking Paul Simon. Like, I mean, I know Paul Simon's a prolific songwriter, but mm-hmm. I don't think he like has near the volume that Bob Dylan does. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's um, and. You're right on both accounts. Uh, December 2020, Bob Dylan sells songwriting catalog for $300 million. Jesus Christ. $300 million. It's I, that dude. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man, that's kind of a lot of money. And then talking to you, you're like, yeah, that's not really that all that much because you laid it out in the way you just laid it out. It's like, oh, Paul Simon fucking sold his for X amount of dollars. And, you know, we've seen – over the years, people sell their catalog, their entire songwriting catalog for, yeah. you know, huge deals and everything. And you low. thought, it, and you think you thought it was low, and I remember fucking distinctly you saying, "Oh no, there's going to be some bad news coming up soon right. about fucking right. Dylan." And uh, here we are. Yay! Depends, man. <laughs> well, that was a mini PTI right there. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, Bob Dylan. He's uh, oh, buddy. 
Oh, saw him live boy. a couple of years ago. Got the distinct impression that he did not give a fuck that he was performing on a stage for people. Uh, oh. I think half the music he had his back turned to the audience. So, mm-hmm. you know, great. doesn't surprise me. That's fantastic. Oh, boy. There it is. I think my music talks. Pirates of the Interruption. I love Dick, right? (laughs) I forgot about that one. (laughs) Why is he asking for confirmation that he, in fact, does love Dick? Before I start drooling, how big is it going to (laughs) be? love that one out of context it's so good oh god uh that was um during a wake and bake with uh i forget his first name uh is it rob bruno oh yeah yeah robert bruno yeah yeah <laughs> that dude's awesome i uh, fucking love that dude. yeah yeah i think he's had his first con in like two years yeah i think you're right yeah, yeah. is that new york right new york comic con uh, I thought it was Washington D.C., but you might be right. I, oh, I, I just remember seeing him post some pictures from it. So, I know that's coming up. And also, uh, Tom Velez will also be at New York Comic Con with yep. his new uh, Wolverine print. Yeah, that that uh, print is fucking that is awesome. Is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that guy. He, he just does uh, whatever. I'm not gonna kiss his ass, but because we haven't done Thor. The rest of the Thor commentaries, yeah. What if Wolverine drew Tom Velez? Hey, what if? What? What? Episode two. Look at this. What happened? The almighty cock. (laughs) Your excitement has me excited, sir. (laughs) Yeah, that that Wolverine print is fucking amazing. I hope he keeps the R-rated blood all over it. And um, I don't know if you've guys seen his uh, his uh, original IP, three two one kill, or is it one two three kill? It's one of those. Um, mm-hmm. That looks fucking incredible. It's just so much action in that yeah. shot. I, I can't I can't wait to see that all fully fleshed out. So, Tom Velez, yeah, if you're going he- to New York Comic Con, hit hit our boy up. Let him know. Hey, it's your boy from the binge cast. It's me, the binger. I'm Sam. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a uh, got my Tom Velez uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker over here. It's one of the uh, nice. one of the few things I got hanging in the room. So look, um, that's great. Uh, Pete has a Tom Velez wall, and I will also have a Tom Velez wall set up soon. That's awesome. <laughs> so Excellent. Uh, once I start hanging all my shit, and I just get all the non comic book uh, prints that yeah. he has. Oh, I I. Uh, his stuff is really cool. If I remember correctly, he's got one with like an astronaut in it. Am I thinking of? Yeah, that's the one I have. A lot of empty space. Yeah, I love yep. that one. I, I love got that one. one. I got the one with the um, the tigers. That yes. Are unraveling. It's pretty awesome. He actually gave me a, a shining print as well that's signed um, when he was at the Chicago Comic Con a few years ago. Showed up at Moe's and gave it to me, which was super fucking sweet. Awesome. All right, this is awesome. not the fucking Tom Velez roundup. So fucking TV, get a, get a, get a relaxed TV. All of a sudden, hey, look at this. Hey. Okay, uh, Pete and I saw Don't Breathe Two, mm-hmm. and Jack. I know you saw a couple others. I didn't get to Coda. I really did want to, but uh, timing mm-hmm. didn't work out. So, what do you got for sure. us? 
All right, yeah, so um, I got two, uh, and both of them were movies that came recommended from different sources. Um, first one is called Annette. So Annette is, Annette was on my radar a few months back. I did a, a Jack Attack Tuesday with a movie called Holy Motors from 2012, mm-hmm. um, directed by this French director, Leos Carrix. Insane fucking movie. I don't even know what all of it means, but it was like immensely entertaining to watch. Um, it has this performance from a guy, French actor. It's it, the movie's mostly French. Um, a French actor whose name I don't remember off the top of my head, but apparently he works with this Leos Carrix guy a lot, and um, they they're kind of like a Scorsese De Niro pairing. And Holy Motors was built as this like performative thing for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like fascinated with that movie, and I had heard that Leos Carrix was making Annette. So Adam Driver is in it, Marion Cotillard. So I was interested. Nice. And then I watched the Sparks Brothers documentary a month ago from Edgar Wright. And sure as shit, the last 10 minutes of the documentary, it turns out that Annette is a musical written by Sparks. The, the whole oh, movie is written no by way. them and all the music. So I was like, oh, fuck. I'm super into this now. So, so the backstory on this is that in 2009, Sparks wrote a... Um, an album about Ingmar Bergman, the director, and they wanted to perform it on stage, but they couldn't do it. Like, they couldn't get the performance together properly. So they decided to write something else that became Annette. They happened to be at Cannes when Holy Motors came out, met Leos Carrix, and started collaborating with him to make Annette into a film instead. And that's where this came from. Um, so, this movie is fucking nuts. Um, it's a musical. It's very much... It's it's kind of unlike other musicals because while there are moments where the characters will will sing out of nowhere, there, there's also like a a meta thing going on that kind of seems like it's also about musicals themselves. And and Sparks, hmm. their songwriting is so clever, like the is, is so interesting and entertaining. I mean, I came away from this with like four or five songs that I just cannot get out of my head. Um, Pete, I'll say this, if you had any interest in this movie, the nice thing is, the movie has an opening credit sequence, you will know whether you're in or out by the end of that credit sequence. It'll be real easy, you'll just be like, nice. okay, this isn't for me, or this seems awesome, I want to check this out. So, mm-hmm. um, For me, that opening credit sequence got me right in, I was fucking in, um, I thought that was awesome. There is stuff in this movie that they held back from uh, talking about in reviews. I don't know if it technically was under embargo or whatever, but the main story is a comedian who's played by Adam Driver has a relationship with an opera singer who's Marion Cotillard, and they have a baby named Annette. And that's kind of the basic premise of the movie, and it's about how Annette changes both of their lives. Hmm. To say... That's the premise of the movie. I mean, there's just so that's kind of like saying Boogie Nights is about uh, a guy working in the porn industry. You know, sure, there's just like sure, there's yeah. so much else happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, Simon Helberg's in this. He plays a conductor. Um, he, he was on The Big Bang Theory. I don't really know him from anything. I don't care about him as an actor, but he was good in this. Um, I will say. I don't think that you need to know Sparks to get into this because it's all original music either way. So it's it's not like these are existing Sparks songs and there's some like you know referential thing happening in the right, movie. Right, right. 
But Sparks are also in the movie, the two brothers, and so is Leos Carrix. So there's a lot of, like, there's some meta stuff happening, and there's a lot of technique, like, directorial choices and techniques that are just fucking bonkers. Um, there's an entire element to this movie that I won't spoil, but when you see it, it's like, if anything pokes through from this movie mm-hmm. in terms of, like, cultural whatever... Mm-hmm. It'll be this one thing that is such a weird choice, but it's it, it works really well. Um, I'm I'm trying to not spoil anything, but um, yeah, I you're can't already, you're already this. doing a better job of not spoiling it than fucking Pete yeah. and I did with White Lotus. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can't recommend this to everybody because I think a lot of people will be put off by the weirdness. Mm-hmm. Like they won't they won't be able to just kind of accept it and, and check it out. Um, I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was completely different than even what I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought Adam Driver, he makes a lot of really bold acting choices, but I think that in... I don't know if he'll be appreciated for it now, but I feel like 20 years from now when he's like you know picking up a, an Oscar or something and people are looking back on his great performances, wouldn't surprise me if this was like one of his top three. Oh, shit. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, he's just like he, but but at the same time he goes for it. Like he makes a lot of really strong choices, so I, I could see it going the other way for some people. Um, mm-hmm. It worked for me. Uh, the 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 visuals are are nuts at times, and the creativity of what's happening in in front of you is like I don't even know where it's it's coming from. I mean, I know it's the, the sparks, you know, the the, the male brothers, but like. It's just so out there. I, they're, they're just completely their own thing. I, I think that you really should, if you're going to watch this, you probably should watch the Sparks Brothers documentary just so you have the context of these guys because I, I do think it helps a little bit. But that would help, huh? Okay. I, maybe not help, but just maybe gives you more of an appreciation for like, okay, these guys are marching to the beat of their own drum, so i got to kind of meet them on that level, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought Marion Cotillard was, was pretty good as well. Um music landed pretty well for me. Um, and it's definitely, I, I've been thinking about it since I saw it. It's, it's very, it, it's difficult to get it out of my, my head. I'll say that, but well, that's um, saying something yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it'll be either a love it or hate it. I don't think it's a middle ground kind of movie. Um, I probably go an eight on 10 though. Um, I really, really had a good time. So, so when you said that they have, they have a kid and that kid is a yes. net, and yeah. a lot of the movie is them just how how the baby changes them in the film yeah. do, is there a time spanning does yes. the, does she grow up and they you know what i mean like is she a baby the entire film or does she grow up and get to adulthood or is that something you want to keep under wraps i don't want to say anything more than i said god damn it because there's it, it's really <laughs> fucking interesting it's it's just I, hmm. there is something about annette that is a choice that you're either going to buy it or you won't and then after that you're just along for the ride yeah like okay. like basically this is the kind of movie where you get to a point and you realize that this is this it's hmm how do I explain this? It's just different than what you've you would expect or what you've seen from anything close to this. It's just it's just a different way of approaching this. So 
if you're on board with that, you kind of got to ride it out. Because if you if you accept certain things in this story, then nothing you, you'll see surprising things, but nothing else will like blindside you the way that that will. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's just a unique experience. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, I would love. I mean. Alex, you mentioned um, before, Liz, she's into two uh, musicals, right? A little bit? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I would show her the first five minutes of this and see if she's in, you know? Um, it's just different. It's just different. I don't know. It's it's different than I expected, but I the more I think about it, the more I like it. So, eight on ten. Yeah, I mean, you saying that it's a, a weird fucking film to watch and you'll know whether or not you're in, you're, you're in... Within the first five minutes, I'm uh, I'm down. Interesting enough I can, for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see where if you had a little uh, herbal remedy, you might get even more out of this. So, just saying. What do you mean? Eh, read between the lines, son. Um, so yeah, that's a net. The coke lines or the meth lines? So that's a net, and. Uh, Moving on, the other movie I saw this week, uh, this is another recommendation from a friend, uh, and this was Coda. Mm -hmm. So this dropped on Apple Plus a week or two ago, and Coda stands for Children of Divorced Adults. I'm sorry, Children of Deaf Adults. Oh, Um, okay, then I'm out. Yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, because I I was into Um, that first part of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have been really into that. I bet. Um. So this is a director that I, I hadn't seen any of this person's other films. Um, directed, oh. <laughs> um, directed some episodes of Orange is the New Black, a couple other TV series. Um, didn't really know any of the cast here. I, I've seen Marley Matlin at awards shows. I've never seen anything she's in, so I don't really know her very much. But um, story takes place in Gloucester, Massachusetts, so, you know, not too far from here. And it's about a family that runs a uh, fishing boat and it's, you know, it's very much like a blue collar working family and it's a mother, father, daughter, and son. The daughter's the main character and she's the only person in her family who can hear the rest of them are deaf. So they communicate with sign language and you know, the, the movie is all about her in high school and it, it it's, You've seen movies like this before where it's it's not a coming-of-age movie, but it's, you know, she has loyalty to her family. She has loyalty to what she wants to do with her life, and that's kind of the, the main drama in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this movie is right in the pocket with, say, like Little Miss Sunshine and Sing Street. So that's kind of what you should Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Um, very, very similar in ways to, to, like, both of those movies. Um the one thing that this movie has as an edge, though, is the fact that the director really gave a lot of thought to how to convey deaf people communicating. Now, now you know, they do sign language and there are subtitles, and you see the struggles of somebody who can hear having to relay information to the outside world, how exhausting that can be, and also, at times, like how she is isolated in her own home because she's the only person who can hear. So things that are a problem for her are not a problem for everybody else. Um, so she'll be trying to do her homework and, you know, her mother's like slamming plates on the table, but she doesn't know that she is cause she can't hear anything. You know, the father's scraping the, the, uh, crap off of the grill. Um, 
you know, the 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 son's got like his phone on on loud while he's swiping through Tinder, so that's annoying or stuff like that. Um, but you know, she's interested in in being a singer, and and she kind of develops a relationship with a kid at school. There's there's a lot of stuff you've seen before. The stuff that you haven't though is things like uh, like. Um, <sighs> You know, uh, different different like swear words and turns of phrase in sign language. The fact that like the father and the mother end up with jock itch at the beginning of the movie, and they go to the doctor. Their daughter has to relay the fact that they have jock itch to them, to the doctor because the doctor can't sign. And the doctor says, you know, no sex for two weeks, and she turns to them and says, can't sleep with each other for two weeks, and the two of them are just like fucking impossible, you know. But just there's a lot of funny turns of phrase and, and shit like that. Um, I, I was totally surprised by this movie. I expected absolutely nothing from this. Mm-hmm. And I, this was, honestly, it was kind of like when I saw Pig. I expected nothing, and I think this might end up being one of my favorite movies from this year. Um, wow. We Holy shit. Now, yeah. I'm just, uh, uh, wow. I'm a little yeah. surprised wow. by that because uh, you just mentioned Pig and... On your recent Jack Attack Tuesday, you did say that's one of your favorite movies of the year so far. Yeah, um, there was just something about this man. It was it just felt like a handcrafted movie. You know, it had that indie feel, but the script is really strong. There are a lot of creative choices around putting the audience in the frame of mind of a deaf person that I thought were really clever. Um, the movie was hilarious. I mean, I I, I might have described it. It sounded more like a drama. It definitely is, but it's also funny as shit um i don't know it's just struck this like weird balance for me of very intensely emotional um it funny and creative all at the same time and you know gloucester's not too far from here it it feels very much like uh you know places around me fucking Um, gloucester kid fucking kid fucking queers up in gloucester kid um (laughs) but uh but yeah, no, it was good. Uh, it, it was really good. I, I I don't know. This movie hasn't gotten a whole lot of hype. I haven't heard anybody talk about it yet on the network. I, I think everybody should see this. I think this is like, if this was released in theaters around Oscar season, this is absolutely the kind of movie that would get a ton of hype. And, you know, they'd talk about how great the writing is and get a bunch of SAG awards and shit like that. Um, I don't know. Kind of got dumped on Apple+. Plus. But uh, I, I wouldn't let that stop you. I think this is definitely one. This is certainly one of the best movies I've seen put on streaming services um, in wow. general. In, in, so. in general, wow. I, I think so. I think so. I think a, a lot of these movies get dumped there for a lot of different reasons. But this this was one of the only ones that I've seen where it felt like it was a better movie than I don't know the caliber of shit that gets dumped on there a lot. So um, no, I, I I think you kind of related it perfectly i mean you i obviously haven't seen it yet but uh setting it up saying that it reminded you of little miss sunshine and sing street and then you talked about all the beats in the movie like well it's not all that serious there's still some funny stuff and that that kind of reminds me of definitely little miss sunshine for sure yeah there's there's more i mean it, it it I could maybe see somebody watching this and saying, okay, I've seen all this before. Yeah. Um, but I think that then that's discounting the creativity of, of the aspect of like not being able to hear the signing, but not just the signing. It's also the, 
the really important perspective that, you know, just she's she gets bullied or made fun of at school, and then at home she also is kind of isolated because she's the only one who can hear, and that yeah, carries yeah. like all these gotcha. other problems that you never would consider. Um, that I thought was really interesting and clever and made a lot of great situations. I really loved the dad. The dad is just like this workaholic kind of fisherman guy. Um, he has a bunch of, they're not lines, obviously he's sign language, but a lot of the shit that he says had me laughing pretty hard. Um, yeah, this, this is a great movie. I think this is a great movie. This is like a very, very strong eight on 10, maybe a nine if I watched it again. Yeah. Um, I love this. I, I strongly recommend this to everybody. When you talk about the um, the person who can hear and then relating or translating, as it were, mm. like what people are saying to uh, sign language or whatever is <laughs> – I don't know why we keep on bringing up Seinfeld in this episode. But uh, sure. when fucking Jerry dated the deaf girl. Yes. You guys remember that? Yes. Yeah, Kramer's like, yes. oh, I know fucking ASL. Yeah, yeah. Starts talking to her and then turns to Jerry's yeah. like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Right, right. right. I, I get a lot of those vibes. Well, the, okay. It, so is that's is actually, there some of that yeah. where there's like a mistranslation of things? Yes, um, that that happens. And then there's also we've talked about this with Inglorious Bastards, where the subtitles in that. There's like a context to them when Tarantino made that movie where like he knows it's an American audience. So he knows how to present certain lines or like certain turns of phrase in in text form when like they wouldn't play the same way to say like a French audience reading those subtitles. Sure. Yeah. Um, There's there's an you're like an active participant in the subtitles in this movie. I don't know how to describe it, but there's like you're more engaged in in the interactions because there's this mix of like some people can speak, some people can't, there's a lot of sign language. And then also the whole idea of, is she actually translating what they're telling her to say? Or, you know, there, there's, there's a couple different situations where that comes up and it's, it's almost always either funny or, or creative, um, which I really liked about it, which again, made it feel like more of a, more of like a piece of art, you know, not, not just like a fucking, uh, you know, here's a movie about the girl that has deaf family. It's it's not that. It's also like, you know, there's a struggle for them to communicate, but both ways. Not her, not just her to them, but also them to her at times. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, I, I thought it was really well done. Really, really well done. So. Oh, nice, man. Nice. So, yeah, definitely recommend it. Fantastic. All right, Coda. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, and if you want. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Uh, that's what I heard. What, that's what I heard. Come that's on. That's what I got out of it. Right? That's what they said. Uh, but yeah, if you want to hear any more reviews, <laughs> uh, go, go on Patreon. So. That's Pete's review of Coda. No need to watch it at all. Just fucking listen to Jack's review. It's amazing. Just put it on your top ten of the year without watching it. Done. <laughs> I have had some exquisite pieces of meat in my time. Yes. Yeah. And? We, uh, we, our, <laughs> I forgot about that gibberish one. I can add that back in. I was going to say... Um, Jibby Cupka? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. It's the pause is too much. People usually start talking in the middle of it, but right. it's so good. Right. <laughs> it's a, it's like the Ammon one. Uh, let me see if I can find the Ammon one where he's like, uh, oh, here it is. Tell me something about something I was reading about. 
fucking high motherfuckers. Oh, high so ass good. motherfuckers. So good. Sounds great. Uh, yada yada stats stats stats. All right, it's not the sports cast, Tom. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to it, Pete. Let's fucking wrap this up. The sequel to Don't Breathe, or as you wanted to call it, Don't Even Breathe. Or don't or, you dare breathe. Stop breathing, asshole. Stop breathing, ya batch. Uh, it's uh, Stop Breathing, ya batch, too. Coming to Love your theaters. It. I'm in. <laughs> this I'm weekend. In. Um, okay. Where do you want to start, Pete, with this? I could start with the IMDb synopsis if you want. Yeah, start with the synopsis, and then I want you to go into uh, a little bit of talk of the Don't Breathe 2, or it's sorry, Don't Breathe commentary you did with Lance and uh chad and then uh let's lead into the review of the sequel okay so so i'm starting with what the synopsis yeah start with the synopsis synopsis don't breathe too the sequel is set in the years following the initial deadly home invasion where norman nordstrom stupid name lives in quiet solace until his past sins catch up to him um, yes, me, Chad Christopher, Lance Langford did a commentary for Don't Breathe. That's for everyone. That is not a uh, Patreon exclusive. That is for anyone that that's on the regular feed. Yeah, it's on regular there. feed. Uh, and Lance Langford's from the Hard Returns podcast. So go check those out. Check those guys out. And mm-hmm. then Chad went on their show, The Hard Returns, uh, following a few days after and did a spoiler review show of this. And I think they talked about Panic Room as well. I think they do like a comparison of films and stuff. Like oh, okay. Yeah, like a pairing. Okay. So I, I think that, that was the that was the show that Chad was on. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had a great time with Lance on that show. That was good stuff. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so yeah, Don't Breathe Two definitely uh, takes place a few years, la- few years later. Um, you know, we know Don't Breathe. There was a blind guy and these uh, three criminals break into uh, this, you know, the wrong guy's house and he defends himself. But there's some uh, twisty turnies, dark secrets within the closets or basements, if you will. Yes. And we, uh, we are kind of caught up to where um, Norman is living now and who he's with. And there's more people after him. And we find out, obviously, why they're after mm-hmm. him this time around. So, again, in a house, defending himself, kind of the same old shtick from the first one. And that's pretty much All right. the synopsis I, here. I think we should just uh, dive in wherever the fuck we want. Yeah. Um, do you have any initial feelings about it that you want to get out in front of, first of all, uh, the review? Yeah. Um, I didn't need a sequel to this at all. Sure. Yep. Number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, just because there's no one I rooted for in the first movie. I didn't root for him. I didn't root for Norman. I didn't root for any of the three characters. You'll find that out on the commentary. Spoiler alert. So I'm like, okay, we get another movie. But okay, is this guy like Michael Myers? Do we root for Michael Myers? We love that character. Or like one of the, you know, or Jason or something. Like, mm-hmm. is, is this guy going to be not the next, you know, serial killer, but are we going to just love this guy that, you know, in the, I don't know if there's going to be a trilogy or whatever, 
is he going to be go? Is he going to go down in in history as one of the greats? Where I, I don't think he, he's going to be because I'm already tired of this character. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I hope not. <laughs> you never. Know, that's what they're. That's what they want, right? That that's I, what these horror franchises want. They want their icon. True, right? but. This is, I mean, I this may be just uh, splitting hairs and mincing words and yeah. other uh, uh, analogies that I don't understand. But okay, keep going. I got the encyclopedia. Okay, okay good. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that. But um, or dictionary. <laughs> like it, this is more a thriller than it is horror, though. Like I and I know that's a fine line, but I can't see propping up. Fucking Norman Nordstrom. Nordstrom? Yeah. Norman Nordstrom rack to fucking uh, be this horror icon. No, I mean. I I get. I know he's not going to. I'm just wondering. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm just saying, like, going off on that, I. I, Maybe the wrong hat to hang your fucking. uh, Or the the wrong rack to fucking hang your hat on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's the wrong hat to hang your hat on. You know why? Because there's a hat there, and you can't hang Probably. another hat on, and it's just going to fall down. So maybe right. it is the right analogy. But anyway, um, yeah, whatever. Don't make this into a fucking thing. I don't want to see nine don't breathes. Listen, he, don't. He's still, like, he seems, he's, don't. he seems like he's in worse shape in this film than he, he does in the first one. Oh, he's he's in like horrendous shape. Yeah, and he's got that old man. I also got the um, what was that? Cry Macho, the the Clint Eastwood film before this, and like Clint Eastwood yeah. used to have that like yeah, yeah, you know, real like deep kind of uh-huh. assertive voice, and now he's just like at some point when you're super old, your voice just gets higher for some reason. I don't know yeah, why. I don't know if there's a character choice or if this is this guy's real voice right now because he's just like I'm out of. Yeah, it's all high pitched and shit. It's like this is maybe not, the movie should be called uh, Out of Breath because this guy cannot fucking breathe. Can't breathe. That's what it should be called. Can't breathe. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't breathe. And that's Dude. what all the, the sequels should be. It should be like Don't breathe, can't breathe, breathe. Kind of breathe. breathe. Just, is that a prequel? Of, is that a prequel? Breathe is a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> kind of breathing is like the second prequel. It's like it's after breathe. That is, it's, it's like kind, the Annabelle. Can it's kind Annabelle. of can kind of breathe and then don't breathe and then we're in present day. <laughs> it's stupid. Um, all right, let's just get into this. Fucking all right, let's fucking it. okay. Um, I don't care about him. I didn't care about him in the first movie. I don't care whether this guy lives or dies. So there's a problem right there because he's a shitty person from the exactly. first movie. Uh, so I I can't root for anyone in this movie. And then you tr- you think you're going to root for somebody, and then they're shitty too. Everyone is shitty in both of these movies, and it's hard. And I want to root for somebody. That's that's like my shtick. I, I'm looking for the good the good person. Well, in, yeah, uh, absolutely, in, absolutely. In these movies, and I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? It, do I care if this guy lives or dies? Like, I don't even. I'm sitting there going, I got bare feet to my left. I got breathy guy in front of me. Do I care? I don't even know if I care. And yeah, I feel breathe. no threat. I kind of know the ending. Like you, you just smell it a mile away. That was probably the guy's feet to your left. Oh, but, true. Um, yeah. yeah. So don't breathe. You're right. That was like eleven and a half smell. That was your don't breathe. 
You had your own fucking movie going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a, your Don't Breathe is called Two Seats Down. <laughs> <laughs> That's part three. I totally, I, dude, I totally agree with you because we talked about I, I, it was either the last binge cast or the binge cast before that. Love Stephen yeah. Lang. Like, this guy's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Loved him from, like, Band of the Hand back in the 80s. My dad fucking showed me that movie way too early. Mm-hmm. Fucking all these kids killing each other and shit. And I'm like, this fucking guy's awesome. And he shows up in Avatar, and I'm like, I remember that guy from Band of the Hand. <laughs> and fucking Tombstone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to pull for the guy. He's such a piece of shit. He's such a piece of shit in the first film. And it's like, why are yeah. we... Okay, so if... The only, the only reason why he's in the second film is, like you said, to set up a whole horror franchise, if that's what they're going to do. Like, he's going to be the new... I don't think that's what they're doing. But but that's what they're doing, though. <laughs> not, they're, they're not setting him up as a horror icon, right? But they are setting him up to be like, okay, we're just going to follow this piece of shit guy every movie? Fuck that. I'm th- I don't... I got White Lotus vibes during this just because... Exactly like you're saying. There's nobody to fucking cheer for. There's nobody to root for. Whose side am I on? The one person who I thought like I was on her side, their side, uh, his side. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. Is like okay. Well, they're the innocent. So, all right. But it it was still fucking not not confusing. It, I guess it was just confusing. Like, why am I even here watching this fucking film? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even go- saying like I sh- like I, that I want to shit on the film or anything like that. It's just like you have—I don't know if you have to, but I need somebody to fucking root for. Uh, like I said, very cynical person. I like cynical endings. I like cynical setups and everything. But this is just like, what are we even watching here? Like some yeah. of the some of the moments are really cool. I love the claustrophobia of being in the house. Exactly mm-hmm. what I loved about the first film. So they, they uh, continued that. Really yep, dug that. Yeah. Um, the new cast of characters. Didn't really fucking care for. Um, very cartoonish. These these uh, antagonists, as it were. Very yeah, cartoonish. Yeah, there was a lot of wet bandit vibes here. Yeah. As well. Yeah. He wants um, us to follow him into the house. I don't know. We're not going to go back that way. We're going to go around this way. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed parts of it, but some of the parts, I, I just didn't know where I was because <laughs> of the fucking characters in the film. And it's like, what are you, what are you trying to get across? What do you, what do you, when you make a film, when you make a piece of art, you're, I, I think you're trying to say something in a lot of ways, especially a film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you have dialogue, because you have the visual medium, because you have character uh, trajectories and all that. Yeah. What a, I, I, I just didn't – I was kind of lost in this film. With I had no I – w- I was in an ocean and had nothing to fucking grab onto. Yeah. I mean the only th- – at, at one point I go, I'm not rooting for anybody. It's time to just watch this for the killings now. Ah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I put my <laughs> I put my fucking cinematography hat down. I put my fucking writing credit down. 
I put my fucking story arc down, and I'm like, let's just fucking kill people as brutally as we can right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. And that succeeded because there's some pretty cool kills. I love just fucking beating the shit out of people and all that stuff. I, I was all there for that. Oh, but dude. But that's not – yeah. The- that's not no no continue. That's not all. No, go ahead, please, please. No, no, I was just gonna say, um, the uh, super glue. Oh my god! And that's right off the top. That's great. I love that shit. Loved it. And the the the, the his buddy has a uh, solution to things, and I was like, oh my that? god! <laughs> I'm like that works perfectly. That like, that was awesome. That fucking worked awesome. It's great. That's plan C, by the way. <laughs> Because, that was because I, know. I open up Amazon packages with a screwdriver. <laughs> I cut the tape with it. What are you doing? How would how is there not a fucking fight after that? Like and really, I, that's your go to move. And is this block on Paper Street, like the fucking uh, house on I, in Fight Club? Like what the fuck? It, <laughs> There's nobody around for like miles, yeah. and I, yeah. I I understand we're in 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 the greater Detroit area, and yeah. a lot of that is not built up and all that stuff. But <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Listen, I was confused I, through a lot of this movie just because I didn't like. Again, when you when you put out a movie, especially a movie like this, a thriller, a horror, you you are expecting people. You're wanting to guide people emotionally or um, engagement-wise a certain way. You're wanting yeah. to drive them somewhere. <laughs> Where are you driving me, though? Because I'm confused on this roadmap. I don't know where uh, we're supposed to go. And a sequel. There's some, like, there's loose ends from the first movie that aren't even touched on in this. Give it to me. Right. Well, we have the original girl that he fucking buried in the base underneath the floor of the basement mm-hmm. right she, she's still there the one that got that killed whoever she killed his daughter mm-hmm. initially then he kept her and then the the girl that lives in the first movie i think we're getting into spoiler territories now okay um but i was hoping to see something from the first movie they throw in this scene in the beginning where it's like well, this happened that night or maybe a couple nights late. Dude, I don't even I, know when that happened. I am so happy you brought that up because <laughs> I meant to do the – and I, I listened to the commentary, right? Yeah. Uh, li- by the way, I love our commentaries. I'm I'm proud of all the commentaries that we put out on BingeMedia.net. Okay. However, Where's if you're looking – if you're looking – yeah, you're waiting for the fucking uh, – <laughs> The yeah, second part. Yeah, the second part. Fired? Where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is what we do. We don't sit there and fucking talk about every beat of the film in a commentary. So I meant to rewatch Don't Breathe before this. Didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to. Whatever. Yeah. You did and also did the commentary, and you were confused by that first scene in the film. It's a totally separate the house. I was so fucking confused, dude. <laughs> so fucking confused. Like, so like the it, the, it's, the fire. You get the is... you get the uh, eight years later or something like that, right? Eight years later from the first after the first scene. 
But the kid right? comes out of the house, the burning yeah. house. Uh-huh. And then eight years later, she's still like, was she two? Is she two years old? At the beginning? Well, she could be like. And then eight like years five. later, she's ten? or Yeah, or five and 13. Like, or, I don't know, that's too old. <sighs> She's still she's young. I, I I don't know that that time, that timeline, um. But and that's saying thinking, something though, because you just did the commentary. Yeah, like you don't. The scene like, ends in an airport, by the way, like a terminal. <laughs> that's how. That's how. Uh, I'm sorry, not the scene. That's how the first movie ends. It ends in a, a terminal. Right. Right. Where. If you haven't seen the first movie, the uh, final girl and her daughter survive, and they're about to get on a plane. They show a news broadcast, and it's Norman being uh, wheeled out on a stretcher from mm-hmm. the house that the whole movie takes place in. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And then this movie opens up with a fire, and a girl walks out of it, and then it's eight years later, and then that girl is with Norman. And that's all we know. It's it's kind of a weak. It's very weak story. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm at least glad to hear that you also thought that because uh, I'm an idiot a lot of the times. So I was like, okay, I don't I don't get this, and I'll just chalk it up to my own stupidity. See, I sound smart right now. We're gonna get a voicemail next week where I'm the idiot and I'm <laughs> from Stephen Lang. <laughs> it's me, Stephen <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't see that scene where I had semen. I'll send uh, you some. It's as clean as it gets right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah uh, however. However. I'm uh, going to give this. I'm giving this uh, a little bit of benefit here. We talk get, so much shit right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll give it a lot of benefit. I mean, I had great times with um, the intensity of, like, all the conflicts, all the, uh, like, the heavy situations, the action scenes. I'll give it that. Um, the turn. I actually do like the turn a bit. Y- yeah. And then it turns again. <laughs> and... Right, and then, then it I'm does. not. And then I'm not okay. With, I, I just, I'm very confused like, you, in this movie. Do you want it to be like? Do you want the fight to be a good person? I don't you know mind. I mean? No, 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 no. I, I, I don't mind that. I don't even mind the second turn. It's oh, okay. It's where, um, I, I, I think it's where. Okay, so that the second turn is actually when you're like, oh, okay, now we know, now we really know who to root for. But then it doesn't this, really pay yeah, off. But, but still, though, it really doesn't pay off, though. We got a fucking fucking <laughs> spoiler alert, fucking alarm. No, because Jack's on oh. here, so we can't spoil it for him. Oh uh, uh, yeah, he, he's not gonna watch this shit. This is lowbrow for him. <laughs> he's wild. This is yeah, it's not at the top of my list, gentlemen. This is a so. fucking Criterion collection. Yeah, we get it. You're going to watch oh, it yeah. net three more times. 
Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Actually, no bullshit. I'm, I might fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> you getting the Snyder cut of fucking Annette tonight or what? I'm getting the Sparks cut, son. <laughs> oh! oh! Right, let's fucking end this shit. I'm giving this a six because uh, to give credit to the Horror Returns podcast, this was just like a panic room uh, serve one you know, survival of uh, home invaders with a twist. Sure. And I'm yeah. cool with that. The killings were very cool and brutal and looking away and grabbing my wife's hand or she's grabbing mine and just mostly me grabbing hers. I'm so scared. <laughs> um, and I'm there for that. As far as story, that, that gets thrown out the window here. I can't root for anyone in here. Uh, you know, as long, you just... Uh, See, this is this is the tough thing about like, oh, just fucking, you know, throw your, you know, throw your, turn your brain off. I hate saying that, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to. I didn't want to, but it felt like that worked for me better when I just didn't think about it too much here and just enjoyed the brutal killings because the story I just didn't care about at that point where I just made that decision on my own where I'm like. Yeah, I can't root for anybody here. Totally. I just want to see some killing. Yeah, so. man. No, no, you're totally right because, yeah, I don't, I don't like the saying either. And like the closest I get to that is like pretty much the just because it's it's close in proximity to us recording is the uh, Fast and Furious pro- uh, retro that I did on the aftertaste. That's as yeah. close as I get to the to the saying "turn your brain off." But even in that. I'm like, I hate f- half of these movies because yeah. I can't turn my brain off because none of it makes sense. Same. Because I a lot of these brain. setups, yeah. a lot of these setups I don't accept and they don't make sense. And uh, I can't I can't just fucking eat it and say, oh, they, I got to turn my brain off. It's like, no, my brain so, is still fucking working and it, it's recognizing fucking bullshit. So what's the what's the term that we can come up with where it's like this is what we did to get through this movie? Because I don't know. I, like... I think it's it's more like forgiving dumb shit or shit that doesn't make sense. Uh, the because you like other stuff more. You know what I mean? I think it's more well, of that. I don't want to forgive this movie though. No, 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 forgive... me either. Because you know what? I'll I'll, I'll um. Yeah, I'll go Fast along with you. I leaving the theater, I give it a six. Oh, okay. Uh, talking it over with you, I still give it a six. There were there, there's still a lot that I like. Like Lang is fucking great in it. He, he this is a role that he fits well in. He does yeah. it and he does it really well. Um you know, I don't buy a hundred percent completely his performance as a yeah. blind person. Because, I mean, I I get that, you know, the forgiveness part comes into like, all right, he's doing the fucking daredevil sonar shit. All right. But uh, (laughs) it's not even that good, though. Yeah. In in, in a lot of aspects in the film. Jack, were you going to say something? No, you guys were trying to come up with a term. Oh, yeah. For it. So, like. I don't know, giving it a pass, maybe something. Yeah, see, that's what lines? I was thinking. Like pass, forgiveness, but like, like you said, Pete, like this isn't that movie where you would forgive a lot of shit. Um, 
but yeah, you do give a you do give a lot of passes for some stuff uh, in certain films, and this yeah. one maybe like a hall pass. Yeah, maybe this is more hall passish. It gets a the- yeah hall pass. Yeah, maybe this is hall passish because uh, like some stuff I was letting go, and then some stuff I'm like, no, come on, and then. Um, I realize I'm in a theater, but for by myself, so I'm just fucking talking out loud to myself like a crazy person. Oh, you know whose arc I loved? The dog's arc was the best arc. Oh God, the dog had a fucking great arc. That's right, fucking best arc, best arc, best Sounds arc like this arc. year, best arc of this year, Jack. Maybe, My top ten though. arcs of the Could, year. You know, no if, shit. Let let. Oh, I don't want to spoil anything. Let's just say, if my dog, if, so I train my dog. I, I train Bug. I try. I train the fuck out of Bug. She is basically. Um, We're going Brenda. prequel territory no, no, right now. Good. Go ahead. I train the fuck out of Bug. One. She's basically one. Yeah. fucking. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jesus, I can't. Ah, uh, fuck! God damn it! What are you talking Cliff, about? Cliff Booth's um, Pitbull. Oh, uh, uh, Brenda. That's not Brenda. No, uh, Brandy. 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 Yeah. So I, Bug is basically Brandy. So like, yeah. Bug will just fucking sit there. She'll sit there for fucking hours until I fucking tell her to go. Right. Mm. If she fucking turned on a dime, I'd fucking kill that dog. Yeah. <clears throat> if she turned on a dime and started attacking me, then fucking all bets are off. All bets all off. Right. I so while a g- great. Arc, as a dog owner, I'm still just like, fuck that dog. <laughs> zero, ah! zero loyalty. Get the fuck out of here. But, um. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, you gotta I, see. I see what you're saying. Come on. You wouldn't do that. No. No, no. That's true. That's true. That's absolutely Leave true. Leave no dogs yeah. behind. That's right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely that's right. why. All right. Um, six on ten. Look at that. Ba-na-na-na-na. Mini sweep time. Mini sweep. Yeah, and I think, uh. Chat C gave it a uh, a low see it or a low stream it one of those. Oh, so kind of the same. Yeah, he thing. was he was nice. not a um, he he didn't like it as much as the first one either. So oh, good, good, good. good. I was worried. I was going to listen to that show uh, after I reviewed it. So that's good. good yeah, you don't have to anymore. I'm just gonna yeah, no, fuck definitely, that show. Definitely review nah, it. It's great. It's an amazing show. PMC what this it weekend. Is. He didn't see it this weekend. It's p- pretty much what it is, right? <laughs> I know he gets to see. He stole the your bit. He stole no, your. No, he didn't. Yeah, he Chad, did. Chad, you, know, you didn't steal it. You no, have who greenlit this show? He won up. He won up the show. Right. That's that's one upping. It's like if someone came to you, Alex, and said, "Hey, I want to do a commentary show, but I'm getting the actors with me on the show." Then you'd be like, "We got a new show coming up." Oh wow. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fucked up, son. We're we're very close, Alex. You and I getting. I can't wait. An actor. I can't wait. I haven't heard from him, but we're very close. But I did get U five seven one actor Dave Powers. Uh, he played Tank on U five seven one. He was on that uh, podcast. Yes, on he that was. commentary. Yes, he was. Yeah, so we'll check that out. <laughs> I would you recommend it, Pete? Would you recommend Don't Breathe too? I think yeah. I would. I, I, I yeah. think I would too. I, I, I mean, it, it's a, it's a. I was gonna say it's a good movie, but 
if you're giving it a six, you're basically saying it's a good enough movie to watch. And I guess that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a good enough movie to watch. Um, if you watched it as a standalone film, I think it would work better as a sequel. I don't think it works all that well. But as a standalone film, I think it works works better. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. This would have been better streaming, though, I think. All right, so we're going to stream it. All right, there we go. We got a chance to see fucking rating there. Great. Right. I'm trying to steal his show now. Hey, guys. <laughs> God, there's too much. There's too many I'm gonna layers I'm going to rate here. it theater, home, never. What do you guys think about that rating system? Theater, home, never? Yeah. <laughs> no? Uh, All right, Chad, you still have your show. God like damn it. it. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a uh, home. I'll give it a home in that rating. Yeah, this is totally uh, a home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll give it that. I'm down with that. All right. Don't Breathe too. Great. Fantastic. Amazing. Love it. Top 10. Okay. Did you get any any trailers? Any trailers worth talking about? I was late. Oh. I was late to this show. I caught a very douche-chilling Venom trailer. I'm like, what is – I didn't even see the first movie, and I'm like, what is Tom Hardy doing? What is, what is this stick? What is Woody Harrelson doing? That's, that's, that's oh, the yeah. Bigger, that's, that's, that's the bigger question. Get, get doing? himself another condo. Oh, he's dude, he, yeah, he's putting, an, putting on another wing to his fucking compound in Texas. That's what he's doing. Listen, yeah. don't judge me on my Venom 2 30-second – trailer review i I just i've never seen the first movie i don't even think i saw a trailer for venom but it just was like i think him and what was it tom hardy and venom like joking with each other fucking i don't know what it was it was a very odd conversation then they showed woody house and then i left the theater look i i did like the little part where they show that woody harrelson bites him and he's like that's not blood when, which was, I didn't see I that. Mean, kind of cool. Kind of cool. I like that part. I didn't see that part. That's not blood. And he freaks out. And then he turns into other venom. I don't know. <laughs> other venom. Awesome. Carnage? I read that comic Something book. Like that. I don't know. Other venom? Other venom. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, that's a good comic. If you read <laughs> Other Venom 3, Other Venom 3 is better. It, it really gets good once you get to Other Venom 16. Like, I... I you know, Seems like stick it. with it, but like sixteen really gets good. <laughs> Other venom so is, a, with... is Jack. It's like that fucking. Uh, it's that meme. Like, um, can we watch Venom? We have Venom at home. We have other Venom at home. Right, it's just right, other right, Venom right. there. Okay, that's good. All right. Uh, I think the other thing I got was uh, Cry Macho was the other one. Which, oh, you had uh, one more. I think this was the biggie. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was that was it. I mean, Cry Macho oh, was a trailer, trailer that trailer, I got. Trailer, my the, bad, the new bad. Clint Eastwood one, which uh, you can tell. Oh, I had no um, idea what you said when you brought up Cry Macho. I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm a mushmouth, and that happens that way. No, I heard, I heard the the name, but I oh, I see. Didn't, I didn't have any reference to the Clint Eastwood uh, old man thing when you said that. Oh, so okay. So you didn't get that trailer. No, no, no. Like Jack, I said, did, I got in late, and I just saw a little bit of Venom. Jack, did you see that trailer or no? No, haven't. Uh, I, I really don't watch a ton of trailers anymore. Okay, see, see, see so see this is one where Clint Eastwood gets away with saying cock in a trailer. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
And you know they were all just like, look at us being fucking willy-nilly here. Elbows to ribs. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> look at this. We, get, we fucking got away with saying cock in a trailer. Mm. Like, oh, God. Oh, boy. Shut up. Good for Let's them. Let's see what the drama thriller western. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I want to see how badass uh, Clint Eastwood is in this because, you know, I, that, I that's mean, his whole thing. He look, he uh, you know he's obviously earned his stripes, right? For Studio sure. basically gives him a blank check. He goes and makes a movie, and like I don't know, one out of every three is usually a hit for them. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. Maybe it's good. Look what about this st- tagline from yep. the poster? A story of being lost. Dot dot dot, and found. So this probably won't be one of the good ones, but you know, <laughs> no, we won't see what happens. And this yeah. is a uh, in theaters and HBO Max on September seventeenth. So okay, I might have to watch that then. It's HBO Max. I might have to watch that. Same way with uh, Reminiscence, the Hugh Jackman film. It's also on HBO Max. Uh, reviewed on Binge Views this past week. Oh, yeah. So I might oh. have to watch that as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, Can you know, you this is just... that review or no? What's that? Can you reveal that review? Uh, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. Uh, yeah. No, I can. I can. It's um, – yeah, so it's uh, Hugh Jackman, Tandy Newton, uh, kind of a sci-fi film where nostalgia is a – Well, I meant it... what was Chad's review. This was his review. He just he just explained. No, what no, was. like oh, I'm sorry. Rate, I'm, rating, I'm I guess. Sorry, my bad. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I think this was sick. a. It was either I believe it was a very low stream it, Ooh. which was disappointing because it's written and directed by Lisa Joy. Uh, I don't know if uh, Jack knows this, but uh, the wife of Jonathan Nolan. Um, and she also wrote and directed, or I'm co-wrote and directed. Um, a lot of Westworld too. Oh, so um, and it has a lot of uh, like cool sci-fi elements that I really liked in it. And then Chad's like, "It's not that good." And I'm like, "Ah, fuck! God damn it! God damn it!" So, but I saw I'm a couple still gonna of, watch it. Still gonna watch it. Clips. I've seen clips of it, and it doesn't look great. Yeah, yeah, it's a little uh, <laughs> maybe a little too ambitious or whatever. Okay, all right, boys. That's that's it. it. That's it. That's it for the free bench. That's what we're doing. And that's what we're fucking doing. Mm. The fucking free binge. Um, yeah, and you know that Cry Macho fucking movie is just like Clint Eastwood dialing up the fucking studio going, I can, uh, yeah, I, my, my dick is still moving, so I feel like I still have to fucking direct movies. I can still feel my dick. Okay? It gets hard every fucking three days or something. They're like, okay, I guess we got to let him fucking uh, direct the movie. He's not dead yet. He's this old legacy dude. All the young people at the fucking studio don't know who he is. Yeah, they're like, (laughs) so glad Grant Eastwood came in today. What? (laughs) It's not Grant Eastwood, you fucking idiot. It's Elliot Eastwood. And they're like, oh, okay, my bad. Go get me a fucking pumpkin spice latte, you I was just going to say, you (laughs) motherfucker. That he should direct the fucking pumpkin spice latte movie that Alex yes. King brought up. God damn it. All right. We come full circle here That's in the it. free binge. Uh, the full <laughs> binge, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash binge media. Five bucks a month gets you yeah. the extra two hours or so of 
the binge cast. And uh, this week we're doing District 9 commentary, me, myself, and – what? Me, myself? No, there's what? just one me. How many of you? Um, you're, there's two of you? There's multiple. You've talked to me. You know there is. Uh, so it's uh, me, Pete, and Law doing District 9. We play a little bit of our old Joe Blow review. Oh, we pulled yeah. that up, and that was uh, uninteresting, but you can still listen to it. And they – Yeah. Shot glass, pint glass, uh, you get Jack Attack Tuesday, Pete's commentaries, as well as other exclusive shows that we'll put up at Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, what's coming up okay, on we gotta... uh, Jack Attack Tuesday, Jack? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, well, like I uh, alluded to earlier, I will have one show that's pretty heavily focused on uh, my Shit's Creek review. And nice. um, I am considering. Doing a 31 Damnations for October. Um, there's a lot of slasher movies that I haven't seen that uh, I could knock out then. So, Is that going to uh, be paired with um, 365? Like it's going to be part of it. Count, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, why not? You know, I've never uh, never attempted that, but while I'm in the middle of this, I might, you know, might as well. There's, there's a, a bunch of the... Uh, Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Street movies I've never seen, so those would be easy ones to knock out. But then there's a bunch of other stuff, too. So, um, nice. Yeah, and I'm still taking recommendations, too. I know that uh, a couple of the guys have sent me some recommendations I haven't gotten to yet. They are still on my list. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, getting through them. Getting through what them. about a Wake and Bake? We got a new Wake and Bake coming up soon? Yeah, after uh, after my uh, my move, well, we've got another Wake and Bake coming down the pike for you. So Sweet. Fantastic. Those are fun shows, man. I yeah, I love those shows. Yeah, no, uh, always a good time hanging. And uh, yeah, TM and I, uh, we we talked about it after the recording last time, but uh, I don't know. Felt like we really, really getting into a groove with those. So uh, yeah, hopefully people are still liking them, and we'll we'll keep doing them. Nice. nice. Well, I haven't tapped out yet, so you still got me. <laughs> well, that's, you know that's that's important. So. <laughs> Awesome. All right, 708-406-9546. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, we'll answer it right here on the show. Uh, anything else I'm missing? I don't think I think that's pretty much it, right? You're good. The end bumper kind of uh, lays it all out. Yeah, I guess Patreon. you're right. I guess you're right. Subscribe. Patreon. Oh, parksense.com. Oh, yep. Don't forget to go to parksense.com to get your favorite theme park candle smells, room sprays, Wax melts, max welts, yes, boom rays, you know, all that stuff. You get it. Uh, Put it in your fucking cart. Go in the uh, shopping cart. Use that discount code binge20 to get 20% off. Again, that's parksense.com. Theme park smells like Universal Studios, Disney. Oh my God. ET Adventure, my favorite smell. (laughs) Go get it. Oh boy. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the binge cast this week. We will see you on the other side in the full binge. Bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to the binge cast on bingemedia.net. To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Binge media patrons will get access to the full binge. What the, the binge cast four hour show on a private RSS feed. And they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge Media or patrons are also get other perks. So check us out at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe binge. to the Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, jokes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, oh, the full oh, binge. Oh, oh, oh.
I love this, right? 